welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Okay, there we go. Now I think you guys can hear me. Can you guys hear me? Someone let me know in a PM if you guys can hear me. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna keep going like like we're uh, like like we're okay. So we're having some issues with the board. So please bear with me. Uh, you know, as we try to uh, get through some of this, I'm gonna have to be talking to. Um, I have to be talking to there we go, okay, so i got I think I've got everything set up right now where we're okay for the moment at least to get us through this first part so but as i said uh if you can if you can hear me if you're in chat, if you can p m me let me know that you can hear me. that would be awesome, then uh, I don't have to get all mixed up. I just seen Noreen come into chat uh. Gregory Schwartz is in there. Welcome, you guys. Let me know that you can hear me, and we'll be good to go. All right, so we have a really busy start to the show tonight. I've got a lot of stuff to go over, and I want to make sure that um, I kind of do this quickly for you so that we don't... um I am bearing with me. Okay, thank you. (laughs) That works. All right, so I have a lot of stuff I want to go over for the beginning of this show. So I'm going to kind of try to get through that quickly for you so that you're not um, you're not waiting a long time if you're calling in. I do want to let you know the number to call in if you'd like to read tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and share with us. I want to get through some of the announcements quickly if you're interested in putting together a workshop with us. You can shoot me a message. Probably on Facebook would be the easiest. Uh, if you don't, I'm not on your contacts, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you want to put together. Your workshop can be anywhere between three hours, 30 minutes to three hours long. You can pre-record them on your computer. and <laughs> Thank you, Jade. Uh, pre-record them on the computer and email those to me. Or you can, we can do a conference call, and I can help you at the beginning, maybe do a short interview with you or something like that, and then turn it over to you. Don't put clowns in the chat room. Clown, oh, clowns are so scary to me. You have no idea. <laughs> Hi, Gregory. Good to see you in there. Um, yeah, we can uh, do a little uh, call at the beginning and then I can shut up, and uh, you can go ahead and do your workshop. And if you want to do a live one where we have audience participation, that's great. You can also do a combination. So if you want to do your pre-recorded workshop portion uh, at the beginning, and then come on live and do the um, live segment where you can answer questions and all that good stuff, you can do that. You ever notice how flustered I get at the beginning of the show when you know I'm sitting there and I've got everything ready and my decks are all in a row and then a dog runs right through the middle of them and they all scatter and then I'm just like, well, crap, here we go. <laughs> so this is one of those shows where the dog ran right through the middle of my ducks and I'm just trying to get back on track. Technical difficulties are always kind of fun. 
All right, so the next thing I want to do, and this is really important, I want to go over, we just got through doing our 2021 broad, uh, fund drive, fund, uh, whatever you want to call it, to cover, help cover the costs of our 2021 broadcasting license and, and worked on uh, getting sponsors for the show and, and making sure that we had that covered for the next year. And a lot of you jumped up and, and stepped up and really helped make this happen this year. And I want to be able to go over our new sponsors and take a minute to do that. Before I do, it is with the most heartfelt thank you that I'm going to, one last time, read the list of our 2020 sponsors and make sure that they understand how much we love them and appreciate them for keeping us on, helping to keep us on the air this last year. All right. Our 2020 sponsors that we are saying goodbye to are Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick and Sean Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, Richard Ward, and Colm Kennedy-Hume. Thank you guys so much for, for helping being, for being such a huge part of keeping our community together, and we appreciate you so much. Now, it is very much with my, my great pleasure, and oh, I almost set my paper on fire, um, I have a, a candle for ambiance going. I want to introduce you to our 2021 sponsors, those of you who jumped up and really helped make sure that we were able to um, help cover part of the, the, the monies that we needed to raise to keep our show on the air for 2021, help cover the, um, the broadcasting license. So I'm going to read through this list. Okay, and it's it's actually the longest list we've ever had. We had a lot of people jump in and help. And I just love you guys and appreciate you so much, you know, and, and just on behalf of the whole community. You know, over the last 14 I've really learned what this community means to a lot of you, and it's very humbling, and I'm very proud to be a part of this with you. I'm very proud of you guys for what you have created, what have you've turned this community into. You know, it's something to be very, very proud of. It's not like anything else out there. You know, and you guys did this. So, with all of our love, we would like to thank Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlene Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy S.S.M. Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Roden, uh, Rose Rosen, <laughs> uh, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, Barbara Cope 
Wilson, the anonymous donation made in the memory of Cherry Rose, and my donation this year I put in in the memory of Philip Kent Church, Charles C.B. Banks, and Glenn Still. So those are your 2021 sponsors for our next broadcasting year. We covered the two-hour portion of our show, so that was done. I am still working on the three-hour portion, but we are continuing to do our three-hour shows. One of the things that I did do is um, I purchased a sponsor or a, a membership to a publishing a, a site that works with writers on publishing stuff. And if you watch on my page, I did this not last year but the year before. Uh, but one of the things, one of the, the services that we are going to be providing is on my Facebook page, I am going to be posting different publications that are accepting submissions. So watch my page, and most of the ones I'm trying to post are themed publications because that kind of gives you a prompt to write to. Or if I find one that has a themed issue that I know a lot of you guys will write to those, you know, write to those type of things like dark poetry and, and some things like that, um, political poetry. So watch my page because that is one of the services that the Speakeasy Cafe is going to be providing for you poets this year is, is helping you to find places to submit your work. Alrighty. So once again, to our sponsors, thank you, the ones we are lovingly saying goodbye to and the ones we are proudly welcoming to our 2021 broadcasting season. All right. The next thing that we are going to do is we are going to get to your inspiration from the inkwell. So everyone make sure that you grab your journals or your notebooks and your pen, and we are going to go through these. As I go through them, if I happen to ramble and get you lost or mixed up or I do something, <laughs> if you miss something, don't panic. At the end of the show, the program is archived. There's a podcast you'll be able to go back and listen to, and you'll be able to start and stop it and write things down at your leisure. Keep in mind, too, that if you ever are sitting there and you're stuck and you're just you know, trying to find something to, to poke your muse, you can go back and listen to the first 15 minutes of any of our broadcasts, and that will you'll find exercises and prompts and all kinds of stuff in the first 15 minutes of the show, and you'll be off and running, so it's all good. All right, so everyone should have their journals out. Everyone should have their pens. We're going to, for our journal assignment, we have been working on observation lists and exploring your sources of inspiration, those things that reach out unexpectedly and catch your attention or make you take a stuttering step, take a second look or a sideways glance, you know, those, those things that pop out and you're not sure why. And no matter where you are or what you're doing, you should always pay attention to those things. Stop and listen to them. Listen to them. You know, feel them. Ask yourself, why? Explore the attraction. You know, like if I hear an acoustic guitar, I feel that in my soul. Why? Why that and not a piano? Okay? So explore the things that catch your attention. It's in these things that you will find sources of inspiration that are always actively reaching out to you. You know, and that, that subconsciously you really can't help but being attracted to because they, they're just, there's things in the world that speak to us. When you learn these things, you'll be learning the unique core 
of your creative soul. You're learning things about yourself that make you tick. Knowing them is power because you'll be able to tap into them more. You know, like sometimes when I write, I will put on music that's acoustic guitar or a violin or a heavy bass drum. You know, things that I know are going to reach out to me, things that get me. All right, so this last week I've had you write, I had you write down a list of everything that smelled really, really good or smelled terribly, horribly bad. So this week, I want you to take that list and I want you to free write or write a poem or maybe a short story. This is in your journal, so this is not meant for popular consumption. This is just between you and your brain. All right? If something comes out of it that you want to share, that's great, but that's not what this is intended for. Sometimes you have to give yourself permission to write, to just write, to write badly, to write sloppily. To not expect that every single time you sit down and you write, it has to be Facebook post worthy. All right. Part of being a writer is just exploring writing. So you have to give yourself permission to write freely like that. And this is something that will really help you do that. So it doesn't matter what you write, but I want you to take that list of things that smell really, really good or smell terribly, horribly bad. And I want you to... Describe people in your life using that list. You can pick like your coworkers or family members or a group of friends or members of a club or make a chronological list of strangers you meet as you start your day. You know, like the neighbor walking the dog, the lady at the bus stop, um, the barista, the homeless guy by the underpass, the old woman sitting outside the care facility, the man jogging in the park, the kids practicing baseball, the girl who works on the third floor that you ride the elevator with every day. How can you use the list you made, use the smells to describe each person? Are they just one smell or a combination? Can they go from good to bad and what triggers it? You know, this can be a lot of fun. Um, I know you'll have a really good time with it once you start matching up people's and personalities, personality traits um, that you find in, in everyday smells that you made on your list. All right, so take that list and describe people in your life. You decide who those people are. So this week, I want you to make a list of everything that is the color blue. I want you to write down what it is and any other observations about the object that you see, feel, and so on. Now, remember, doing lists like this will also give you an incredible tool you can use when writing or editing your poetry. You know, it's a source of reference uh, to your own brand of unexpected and surprising imagery that can really help uh, make a poem stand out or make it memorable, different than everything else, have emotion and impact on the readers. So... Next week, I will give you the topic you will write to using the things you observe and record between now and next Thursday that are the color blue. And remember to write down as many observations as you can think of about whatever it is you see that's blue because that will help you later on. Take on the task like you are a 1940s Sam Spade observation detective and jot down every detail You know, out of all the paths in Chicago, this blue had to cross mine. 
All right. So there you go. That's your journal assignment for this week. Next, we're going to do your writing exercise, and your pick apart a prompt exercise has been merged with your poetry prompts section that we normally did separately. And the reason is I really want to stress, stress the importance of knowing what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you write to it. So instead of having you do a separate one and then do your poetry prompts, I figured it would be a lot more useful for you if you did this hand-in-hand with your poetry prompts that you will be writing to. All right? So I want you to think of the prompts like a ruby and how holding it up to the light causes everything you thought you saw at first glance to change. Suddenly you're seeing everything that was hiding under the surface. Now you're seeing inside, seeing how moving it causes the light to play and dance and change the way it looks, how moving it causes this animated, wild kaleidoscope of color and flame inside. You know, move it and explore all the secrets and all its facets, you know, and then hold it up and look all the way through it. Look at the world on the other side. Let it become like the eye you see through. Explore everything that has changed, everything, you know, how, how it has changed the, the perspective, the colors, the shapes, how it distorts the world, how it makes it more beautiful or more frightening. You know, if you... If, if you think of it like that, if you think about it literally, seriously, think about it a prompt as picking up a plain little gem sitting on the ground or on a table, whatever it is, and holding it up to the light and seeing everything inside. You're going to find things in there that you would not have found had you not done this, this pick apart a prompt exercise like this. Okay? Prompts are just like that ruby. You know, the prompt is sitting there for everyone to see, and everybody sees the same thing, and most everybody will write the very, write very similar things to that prompt. And the question is, seriously, what kind of writer do you want to be? Will you pick the ruby up and look to the light on the other side? Are you just going to let it sit there on the table and take it at surface value? Are you just going to take this prompt and write to the first thing at the top of your head? Or are you going to dissect it? and own it. That's what this exercise teaches you to do. So I'm going to give you your list of poetry prompts now, and then I will go over the exercise portion of this. So grab your journals and pens. Remember, prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. And with that said, the prompt can be either the title of the poem, it can be a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. Beyond these guidelines, what you do with them is up to you. So, number your paper 1 through 12. All right. Number one, echoes come back from the lilies. Echoes come back from the lilies. Number two, give each a separate name. Give each a separate name. Number three, guide to writing your own obituary. Guide to writing your own obituary. Number four, pictures of us holding hands. Pictures of us holding hands. Number five, a corpse says nothing of agony. 
a corpse says nothing of agony. Number six, a magic stone left behind. A magic stone left behind. Number seven, the darkness is alive. The darkness is alive. Number eight, I uncurled my fingers. I uncurled my fingers. Number nine, and the old women danced. And the old women danced. Number ten, the echo of memory. The echo of memory. Number eleven, they are the travelers. They are the travelers. And number twelve, the dark side of Venus. Now, using those, you can write one poem to each prompt if you would like. You can mix and match them and use line 4 and 8, jump up and grab 3 and 12 and write a poem using just those ones. Or, if you want to feel real froggy, you can write a poem using all 12 lines in one poem. And that's going to be fun with this one because there's some really obscure ones in here this week. Usually I try to kind of make them match. This week I didn't. So now for your pick apart a prompt part of the exercise. Before you write to any of these, you're going to turn them into rubies and hold them up to the light. All right? In doing this, I want you to take your first prompt and write the first one at the top of a blank journal page. Then I would like you to make a list of six different poems you could write to that prompt. Write down the ideas that you could, you know, all the ideas. Um, I want you to explore each one for the different thought processes, the different subject matters, the different ways you can twist it, turn the, the meaning of it, all the different ideas you could come up to writing poems to that prompt. When you're done with the first one, I want you to move on to the next, and then the next, and go on down the list until you have written six different ideas for each prompt, all 12 of them. If you do this, I swear and make this promise to you, if you do this, you're going to see some magic happen. Okay, so once again, these are the 12 poetry prompts and pick part of prompts you're going to be working on for this week. And keep in mind that they should either be the title of the poem a line in your poem, or the general concept of the poem. So quickly, number one, echoes come back from the lilies. Two, give each a separate name. Three, guide to writing your own, actually, I'm okay, guide to writing your own obituary. I need to change that. There we go. Number four, pictures of us holding hands. Number five, a corpse says nothing of agony. Number six, a magic stone left behind. Number seven, the darkness is alive. Number eight, I uncurled my fingers. Number nine, and the old women danced. Number ten, the echo of memory. Number eleven, they are the travelers. And twelve, the dark side of the Venus. There you go. I know you're going to have fun with those. Remember, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You must have input in order to have output. All right, and the activities we've been focusing on is first learn 
one new poetry form every single month. There's so many different things out there. You know, look at them like word puzzles. Every every month, find a new poetry form and at least play with it. Explore it a little bit. Learn something new. You should always be learning something new. And second, write a haiku. It's writer's discipline. There's no such thing as writer's block, you guys. There's no such thing as writer's block because if you pick up a pen and you write a grocery list, you're writing. You sit there and you say you have writer's block because you're sitting in a chair and you're waiting for your muse to come jump on your shoulders and shake your brain and miraculously have a poem fall out. Don't do that. Be aggressive. Go out and poke the bear. You know, if you can't think about think of a poem to write, write anything. The key is to write. You hear so many people say this. Anytime you hear someone interview a famous writer, the first thing they tell you, you know, what's the key to writing? And they'll tell you to write. We put so much pressure on ourselves that every single time we sit down, we have to write something so great that we can post it on Facebook and all of our friends are going to come running over and hit like, 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 and we're going to feel good. That's not what writing's about. You have to release yourself from that pressure and explore yourself as a writer and explore ideas and things and give yourself the permission to write something besides a Facebook poem every single time you sit down. So writing a haiku does that. And one of the things that I really want to have you look at while you're doing this is I want you to walk through your life, your day. Walk through every single day. All right? Every day I want you to find something worth 17 syllables. You know, we talked earlier about observations and things that grab you and make you do that stutter and step. If you can't find something worth 17 syllables every single day, then you need to email me and we need to talk. (laughs) Okay? So as you're walking around, if you see something and it catches your attention, write it down. I don't care if it's not enough syllables. I don't care if it's too many syllables. You can always go back and fix your haiku later. But the idea is to get it written down when you think it. So write a haiku every single day. Find something in your life that you see or experience that's worth those 17 syllables. All right? Just that act of discipline, that that writer's discipline in doing that one thing every day will keep your writer's block supposed that doesn't exist, but some of us believe it does, away. It's like the boogeyman. It can't get you. It can't hurt you if you don't believe in it. That's what this is going to teach you. All right, that is your exercises and prompts and and assignments and everything for this week. I hope you have fun with those. Remember, if you miss something I happen to have said at the beginning or somewhere in the middle, you can always come back, listen to the archives at the end of the show, and get them written down. I also, the prompt, the list of prompts that I give you, I will be posting those on my page. And I have to say, Karen DeWitt, you are my rock star this week because I logged into Facebook and ping, 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 my notifications popped up and she had written so many poems to all the different lists. See, I have a a photo album on my Facebook page that has all the lists of prompts that I give each week. And I think she wrote to every single one of them. So she gets my coolest rock star kudo points in the world for doing that. I am so excited. I didn't have time to sit down and read one of them yet. 
but I am really going to do that. I am going to pour myself a glass of wine tonight, and I am going to spend an evening with Karen and read every single poem she wrote to those prompts. I am cannot even tell you how tickled and happy my heart is when I saw that. So, yeah, if you write to him, you're more than welcome. Remember, you, I, we are all going to write a whole bunch of crap in our lives, and we're going to write some good poems. You know, and, and we're going to write some great things. It's okay to share the silly. It's okay to share the fun. It's okay for us to share. I mean, I do that all the time. I'll think of something. I'll post it on a picture. I've, I've got one I just posted the, the uh, today, I think, or yesterday it was, you know, talking about because I'm, I'm getting ready to do to run away into the mountains for a couple of weeks this summer. Actually, that's not wrong. I really wish I had time to tell you what I'm going to do this summer. I'm, I'm so excited. I can't. Maybe next week because the beginning of this show has been really long. But next week maybe I'll tell you what I'm going to be doing because I'm really excited, you guys. And it's actually research. This trip's going to be research for a book that I'm writing. So we'll talk about that maybe at the beginning of the show next week. All right. We're good to go. That's, that's what we have for your assignments. Um, I'm going to play an audio track. I always start and end every episode with an audio track for from one of you poets. So if you are a recording artist and you would like to have it played on the air, you can email it to me. My email address, the word the is in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. All right. When you send it to me, put something in the Subject line, like uh, audio file, audio track, MP3, something like that. I will get it uploaded to the show's library, and we will play it for the world. Now, a lot of you remember Andy Scott. All right, He used to host with me and then took over and hosted for maybe about five years our show Reverse, which was a classic poetry open mic where you call in and you read anyone's poem but your own. And he did an amazing job on that. And he had, like, such a uh, following of groupies and stuff. But it's his birthday today. So first of all, you all have to bear with me because this has to happen. I do it for everybody when I know it's their birthday. So if you want me to do it, you need to let me know it's your birthday. Though I don't know how much of a gift it is because I cannot sing at all. But anyway, I just want to tell Andy, happy birthday and happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Andy. Happy birthday to you on behalf of your family at the Speakeasy Cafe. We are going to start the show with a track by Andy, and it's the only one I have of his. It's called Snake with a Flower. And here you go. Maybe. Can you guys hear it? I can't hear the auto check. Can you can you guys hear it? Can you hear me? Why can't I hear the audio track? Someone in the chat, can you tell me if you hear the track or not? No, can't hear it. All right. Let's try this again. I told you see audio issues. All right, Mr. Andy, let's see if we can find this and try it again. I invite you to visit my mountain, to drink from my fountain, to feel what gives me power, to meet the actual snake and flower. I've heard stories of my demise, folk tales given by the 
dishing out tales to cover their own fear. Tales of great evil, a place around me built by the devil, escapades covered in sin, delivered with a lust grin. I have heard how I have led out into temptation. The path of right and wrong always leads to confusion. Storytellers say, I always will lead you down the wrong path. The pipers marching you to the devious bath. Folklore states that all souls are in my treasury, amassed by traits of debauchery. Living in heaven, lined in sin, the tales and where they begin. Storytellers' muse must all be true. Tales of terror that must be through and through. Fires of hell surround my throne, a kingdom built on my own. So I do invite you to visit my mountain, sharing the gift of the ever-giving fountain, where no judgment gives the power to the snake, the snake with Invite you to visit my mountain, to drink from my fountain. Invite you to heal my mountain power, drink from my fountain. Heal my mountain power, to meet the actual snake. Invite you to heal my mountain, to drink from my fountain. Actual snake, flower, snake, flower, snake, flower. That was birthday boy Andrew Scott with Snake with a Flower. I hope he's having an incredible day. It would be really cool if he called in tonight. Um, We'll have to see. All right, so I am going to now get to the portion of the show that you all know and love so well, which is you. (laughs) If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in. All right, such as area code 731 is our first caller tonight, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. I cannot stress that enough. All right, so make sure that you introduce yourself, please. The next thing you can read, right now we are having some line issues, so if you are trying to call into the show and you're getting that fast, busy signal, Just keep trying. If you are on the line, do not hang up. (laughs) If you get kicked off, just keep trying. It will let you in eventually. I'm sure the techs are working on this. So right now you can read two normally long poems. And you may have your whole arsenal up because if I can't get any more lines, it opens your – I'm probably going to make each of you read, read every single thing you've ever written in your entire life. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you. And one of the things that I talked a little bit earlier on the show about the subscription that um, I got on behalf of the Speakeasy Cafe so that I will be able to start sharing with you guys journals and things like that that are accepting submissions and things so you can start working on submitting some work for the year. But... Social networking, and I keep saying that I'm going to do, I just, I keep saying it, but I need to do it. Um, Things have just been so crazy, you all know. But it's really, really important, more so than ever, any other time in history, to really work on your social networking, even if you're not a super social person. Like, I'm the most extroverted introvert that I know. know. I would much rather... You know, if I have 10 minutes, I'll, I'll be up in the mountains by myself, you know, as opposed to wandering around a mall surrounded by a bunch of people. I'm just, that's not who I am or how I'm made. But I'm like one of the most social people I know for being so not social. <laughs> but it is important. It is important to do that 
that professional and creative social networking. Start building that foundation. And I'm not going to go into a bunch of it now because then I'll start rambling for an hour. But I will be doing, and you know, maybe one of you guys can take it upon yourselves to be the Nyla police and Stormy be a great one to do this because she put me in check um, over being a procrastinator and and not getting the things done I need to get done this week. And I love her so dearly. And uh, I'm really glad I was able to talk to her. I'm really excited that she's going to be coming and reading soon. We love her so much. But, you know, so if someone wants to poke me once in a while and say, hey, you need to get this done, that's fine. I, I, I respond real well to that. (laughs) <laughs> I just get too many plates spinning and so many different things going on. So sometimes that is very helpful. But I want, I, I'm going to do a workshop on that and, and really talk about why it's important. So anyway, the whole point of that 10 minutes of talking was to give me your URL so people can come find you. They can add you to their list of friends. You can inspire and be inspired by each other, all good stuff. Remember, our show has a mature rating. That means no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you're good to go. No adult porn poems. Um, yet the, you know, there's some great adult shows for that, but this is not one of them. We just have the mature rating. So please bear that in mind and don't push that envelope too far. I'm going to announce the lineup. Actually, I'm going to give the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up on where you are going to be. First, as I said, we have 731 followed by 734 followed by 651. The number, if you'd like to call in tonight, is 646-595-3965. You can also call in and listen to the show, you know, if you're not on a computer or your you know, your Internet connection is acting up or something like that. You can call into the show, 646-595-3965, and just listen. We do have two callers that are in the lineup that have not pressed one. Pressing one when you call in, alerts me to the fact that you would like to have me unmute your line and you'd like to come on and read or talk. So area codes 503 and area code 757. You guys are not in the lineup. So if 503 or 757, if either of you would like to come on and read tonight, please press 1. That will let us know that you would like to, that, that, okay, 503, I got you. So area code 757, if you want to come on, press 1. If you're here just listening and hanging out, appreciate you. Oh, we just lost 503. Where'd 503 go? Their call just dropped. All right, so I've got, I write you guys down because we have issues sometimes. So if your call drops, tra- call right back in. All right, and because I write these down and you will not lose your place in line. So if 503 calls back in, I'll have them. All right, and so 757, if you're here just listening and hanging out, I appreciate you being here. Thank you. If you change your mind at any time and you'd like to come on, go ahead and press 1 then. And if not, hang out, have fun, and listen to the show. All right, let's go ahead and grab our first caller. Area code 731. 731, you are on the air. Hi, Nala. This is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. Today is not my birthday, but Andrew, happy birthday, bro. <laughs> Andrew's pretty amazing, isn't he? He's so funny. He's so Canadian. He's, he's oh, I God, know, he's, right? He's got, the, <laughs> he's got the accents. They're all damn perfect and the dry wit and everything. He's really a, <laughs> he's just a, a polite guy. He's a great host. 
I was I occasionally went to the reverse thing, which is kind of unusual because I just hate, loathe, and detest classic poetry. But every once in a while, I'd come up with something I could make it manage through. But uh, and don't get mad at me for not liking classic poetry. I don't have enough time in my life to read my friends. Okay. Honey, you can do what you want. I'm not the police of you. Hey, you you can. We I mean, own your soul. You can't, you can't find enough you. time in my space to read everybody's through. And in Facebook, too, even though I can't find my notes. Where are my Facebook notes, y'all? Somebody send me a message, a messenger on Facebook and tell me how to find my notes. I just, so I can just copy them off. I have some stuff I liked in there. Okay, I'm going to quit whining. I can't read my April Skies poem today because she's coming next week. She and Larry Kutchman are going to be on your show next week. So I'm going to be on it just long enough to introduce them. So I don't want to read one of her poems and go, hey, bub, that's what I was going to do. So, you know, I out. saw that. I saw that post. I also saw in that post, and I want to bring this up again because it's really important. I saw uh, Stormy Galemeyer's comment on that post that said she wasn't coming to the show because she had issues with me. And it really it shocked me. And so I reached out to her, and her and I have been talking all week long, and I had no idea that I had done something to hurt her feelings. And, you know, we, we talked about it and we shared things and figured out how it happened and, you know, hugged and kissed and made up. And I am so happy because I have so much respect and admiration for that woman. You know, so I'm really excited about that. And I want to, I, I say this because I'm just human. I'm not a perfect person. You know, and I fuck up sometimes, and I did with Stormy, and I feel really bad, and I'm really glad that I was afforded the opportunity to say I'm sorry to her. You know, and so if that ever happens to any of you guys, you know, <laughs> I try to I try to be a really good person, but sometimes I mess up, and so if I ever hurt someone's feelings or say something dumb, let me know, because I would never hurt any of you intentionally, and surely did not mean to hurt Stormy. So that's my public apology. To her, I am not so. I have no ego. I am not afraid to say I messed up and and uh, to tell her thank you for giving me the chance to fix it. So go ahead. Thank you for bringing that up and all that. So I was able to remember to say that, Michael. I love you. Great. Now somebody send me a, a message and tell me how to get to my notes on Facebook. I was going to go to my notes today and pull something out of there and I couldn't get to it. So I had to really go digging in my. Computer. Can you still log into your account? To Facebook? Oh, no. I thought you were talking about MySpace. No. No, Facebook notes are gone for me. All right. I will will see if I can help you with that when I get done with the show. All right. Anyway, I had to go way back to the computer. I found this post that I did in 2009, so that's 12 years ago. At the bottom, it says the three and ten challenge words are blessings, bounty, prayer, plethora, glad, tidings, regret, celebrate, harvest, and reap. And it says, also, Whisper of a Sigh reference is also an assignment from Nala Alicia. I did one of your assignments 12 years ago. I didn't even know what did it. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I'm, I'm just still following you. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying, I think you lost me at the bakery somewhere, Michael. You were so no, excited. You- I love you. <laughs> yeah, you got you sign us everything. I wrote it's a poem. It's a Petrarchan sonnet. Everybody mm-hmm. writes Petrarchan sonnets these days. No, they don't. It's called yeah, Choices. Okay, you ready? Okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. Choices. 
You sure are a bounty hunter's delight. Handful of gimme, pocket full of want. Glad tidings will surely come back to haunt. A plethora of potential regrets. A skewed reward to reap. Dare I place bets. Some might count a blessing you to secure. For my disease, you might well be the cure. Crops are in the field with harvest in sight. Do I chance walking away a winter, float risk versus reward to celebrate on a wing in prayer in hopes of a thrill? Whisper of a sigh for a beginner, more than enough reason to take the bait. If I do not do it, someone else will. Important. I love that. Michael, let me ask you a question because you love sonnets. I do. I do. You do. How would you be interested in doing a workshop? No. If I called you on the phone and we did a, a phone call, conference call like we're doing right now and just talked about sonnets and you could tell me why why you're why you love them so much and kind of talk about how you construct one and how you write one. Would you do that with me? Uh, write me a sonnet. Send it to me. Let me look it over. We'll talk about yours and mine. You know, I want you to do a workshop with me. Just write the sonnet. Send it to me. Then we'll do. We'll go to the workshop. We'll do it together. Oh, you are so mean. All right, I'll work on one. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. I have to remind myself that I really love you right now. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been trying to get me? That's like my Achilles heel. That's my that that's my that's my brain fart poetry form. That just I just cannot wrap my head around it. it it's the the stress syllables and the whole all of it that just really gets me. All right, I'm going to work on it. I am. I'm doing it, Michael. Right. It's, it's somewhere in that sonnet there's going to be a green it's the equivalent, syllable equivalent of less than nine haikus. So there. Okay, I got one more quick poem I'll read for you. Okay. So this is a poem. I started writing it out for my friend, Krisha Jopek, because it was an mm-hmm. anniversary of when her dad passed away. And I kind of got into, like, my dad just passed away, and I kind of merged the things together. And it, I couldn't help it. It just happened. And then it was over. So, um it really started out as just a commentary to, toward her, and a few minutes later, I had this, and, you know, it exists. This is called Juncture for Krisha Jopek. We shall lend our fathers memories well, ever tending their gardens there to tell of days gone by what might have been, settling succinctly in the now, what then? Candles lit on celebratory dates of birth, paired to one for days we leave this earth. Songs and stories surface to interface as these cogitations can no longer keep pace. Some memories laid up, others left behind. For family to admire, they serve to remind of honor, valor, and legacy to hold dear. And if perhaps images become less clear, if goodbyes forever and forever a day pernicious storms metal in our causeway, our sand will still settle in joint structure to raise the drawn bridge 
on this juncture. End poem. Wow. So what did she think of it? Did she read that? Of course she read that. She liked it. She says we shared a moment in time. I like sharing moments with her. She's the bomb. <laughs> she is. I am so glad that you introduced me to her. And I think that that's a beautiful, beautiful thing that you did for her writing that poem. You know, you you are a moment in time sharer. That sharer. That is your that is your gift. And and I think kind of a gift I've never seen the same way in any other human being. It's very unique to you the way you do that, and it's it's incredible. Sweet. Time it is. I know, I know, but I know what you're going to say. It's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. Y'all want to come see me? I got a blog, myTodd.blogspot.com. I have a new poem about rabbits, chicks, ducks. <laughs> is that the one that you read last week? Yes. I love yes. it. Yes, you should come visit. So you should say. You should come visit and say, hey, you read this on the Speakeasy Cafe? Use it for a plug. Advertise. Tip yourself. I will do that. All I right. love you, Michael. Thank you. Let Thank you. Do. Thank Bye. you for everything. See ya. Bye. All right. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Our next caller comes from Area code seven three four. Seven three four, you're on the air. Hello, hello, Nyla. <laughs> hey, sweetheart, how are you doing? It's, it's George Wiley. It and is George glad, Wiley. Yes, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. I love Michael's style. He says so much too. You know, in a for each phrase. I mean, these are these are gems. Um, and he uses I, really beautiful words, too. Have you ever noticed that? He does. He does. He doesn't uh, write I over have, people's head, but he hides Easter eggs in his poems. That's it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to tell so you. So what have you – go ahead. I'm sorry. When you, when you were – earlier on, you were doing the prompts, and, and so you said something about make anything into a prompt, and I said uh, on, the, uh, what, on the chat room, I said, turn your grocery list into a haiku. <laughs> okay, so Jade Jade immediately said, and it won't be in the 575, but it's a darn good try for a few seconds. Baked beans in a tin, celery galore, peanut butter cups and divine, vitamins and fountains of power, because there's a coupon for them all. <laughs> She's such a cutie patootie. <laughs> off, the, off the cuff, uh, um, a haiku from a grocery list, but you know that I'm. She's got. I'm. I, I liked my idea about doing that. I might do that tomorrow. We'll find a grocery list. See if I can turn it into a haiku. Okay. You know, I, I've got one off the top of my head. Do you want to hear it? Yes. A bottle of red wine. Another bottle of red wine. <laughs> a bottle of red wine. Yeah. That's. I think that's five seven five too. So that's pretty <laughs> it cool. It is. <laughs> If that, if that matters at all, <laughs> I think the, I think uh, the, the the haiku masters of 
17th century Japan would go, huh? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> that is not uh, a haiku, they, you they silly would, woman. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they, would just, they would just have it in, in, in the um, old cast. I drew a blank on their, their wine. Okay, the, the two I have tonight are ones that uh, are pretty short. And they're not happy. They're not happy this time. Uh, but I had to um, get out this um, this uh, the mass shooting thing, the uh, Boulder, Colorado one. I, I wrote a short thing called Bleeding Out. Death in the checkout lane, bleeding out in the soup aisle. Last breath with a monster standing over you. End of life, getting milk. Guts spilled out under a pharmacy rack. In the safest places where targets. Life here has lost its gentility, and death is losing its grace. There is nowhere to hide in a violent land where guns and money are the gods. And peace. You know, that's... Pardon? A beautifully written piece. You know, we were I had a conversation the other day where we were talking about these killings and these shootings and all of this stuff and you know how when I, I was living in Colorado Springs when the you know the first shooting happened, school shooting happened at Columbine and all yeah. three of my boys were in high school at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was terrifying. Oh. It was a terrifying time for me, you know, mm-hmm. for a parent to every day send your child into a school and you're not there to protect them. And mm-hmm. I remember how it crippled. You know, just like when 9-11 happened, that, that horrible act of terror crippled the nation. You know, how, the, how that, that horrible, unexplainable violence like that can absolutely cause you to stop breathing. And then talking mm-hmm. about how commonplace it is now. Oh, it's another shooting. Oh, it's another shooting. Yeah. How we've been desensitized to it and how sad right, I, that I, is. Yeah. I, I was telling somebody that right after a shooting that afternoon on cable news, I could write the script, of, and I'm not picking on the police or anybody, but I could write the script of what the sheriff is going to say. You just mm-hmm. you just insert the date and the place and the number of dead and you know um, and and I can write I could write the script because it's always the same. And then I could also write the script of the politicians who speak up. Um, you know we're going to do something someday. I promise as soon as my you know I hit the, the lottery I'm going to do something about gun. Oh well. Anyway that's that's. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that I had to get that one off. The other one is, um, it's called. Um, it's a, again not a real happy thing, but it's livable. It's called the Rapids. We might have gotten there together had there not been the Rapids. Pray, let us retreat back to the bubbling spring, the tiny fuzz of your forearms, the ripe lips of our songs, the way a few hairs on your eyebrows were crooked. You ate the fries in tiny bites and always drummed your fingers. You smiled at things I didn't know and didn't care. I like that you kept those secrets because they were yours, and that let me keep mine. The fields were gold and our skins were warm by the sun. 
We paddled smoothly. Our wake was straight. We didn't aim the vessel because it ruddered on our trust. Along the banks, the cardinal flowers grew and kingfishers dived. We held our hands like they were our hearts. Our old man river kept rolling warmly along. But some clouds showed up, and we began to take our cruise for granted. We got lazy. We began to manipulate our memories. We let each other cry alone. We didn't smooth the blankets. We paddled against each other. The winds came up. Things were aside, went aside too fast. We rushed to judgments. And around the bend came the rapids. As noises grew, the banks grew rocks, the birds went quiet, the sunbeams were gone. We drifted into overhanging branches. Our craft gained cracks. We were askew and we rushed loudly to the end. Our lovecraft upturned. We tried to swim, we couldn't find each other's hands. The swollen, angry river rushed and roared us to our end. But in the end, we did wash up, but on separate shores, the rapids into peace. Wow, that was beautiful. George, that was incredible. Thank you. It was, uh, I wrote that about a month ago, and uh, I just realized I hadn't read it here. <laughs> Uh, I loved it. And we are seriously, since, since I have you on the line, we are seriously having some issues with the lines right now, with callers being able to get in. So Whoa. I'm going to, I'm, 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 I'm trying to talk a lot and drag this out without making it obvious that I'm doing that while the texts mm-hmm. work feverently and beautifully and appreciatively we are to them uh, oh. for their efforts. Yeah. So right now, if you guys want to read three poems, <laughs> oh, okay. Let me let me read one more. Um, this one. Let me just grab something off this. Uh, uh, bear with me. Keep me long. Uh, oh well, uh, I read one. I wrote uh, in um, December. It's called um, "The Rudeness of Dreams." It is from memories that dreams derive, and from dreams come changes to the memories. People who weren't there before come intruding into dreams, changing the subject, the dead joining with the living. The rudeness of reappeared old parents, the passions of dreamed-up touches, old rooms now painted, wheelchairs tossed aside, the old grown healthy, old friends now grown callous. How does a dream have the nerve to change outcomes? Who moved the chairs and who dried the raindrops? Who opened that door and brought you in here now? How does a dream dare bring you back? The dreams warm up winners without authority. They put new charms in old dreary places. Unabated, the dreams won't let me wake up until something is out of hand. And despite my urgent appeals, they won't allow me back in. They won't let me move the furniture of my life or add new doors. In them, I'm often lost and my potency is neutered. The rooms are darkened until another lucky dream arrives. And the dreams won't let me plan them, so I wander about, 
One day, my dreams will give me more gravity and more altered friends and changed outcomes. Maybe tonight, my dream will allow me to bring flowers and wine and peace. That was, I I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love the whole concept of, I love the peace. How dare dreams do that? Do you, when yeah. you dream, George, do you dream in color? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You know, that most people think, don't. Not, you know, I, I think I do. Yes, I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah, because, yeah, I do. So most and, people uh, don't. But if they do, you know, most people that do dream in color only see the color red. And the reason for that is, you know, if you close your eyes and blink them real quick, you'll get yeah. a red tint behind your eyeballs. It's caused mm-hmm. by the... Uh, the nerve endings in your eyelids being stimulated and it causes you. So while you're sleeping and you're in REM, your brain will, your your brain, you're getting like nerve end stimulations in your eyelids and that causes you to dream and see the color red. Mm-hmm. Even right. fewer people though will dream in full color. Uh, I think just, I do. Just a little bit uh, of trivia. I, yeah, you know, I I don't I haven't concentrated on that question, but I was just trying to think of the last. Um, one of the last dreams I had where I w- laid awake afterward, as soon as I wake, awoke, I laid there think, revealing it, you know, giving a critique, telling the writer he was full of shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> um, but the, the, um, I think I do. Yeah. I, I cause I remember things like, uh, I'm in the gardening quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a, a lot, and uh, you know, I think uh, I think those things are all depicted in color in my brain. But the, but it is frustrating, you know. Once in a while, it'd be a really cool dreaming. You wake up and you're all pissed off that you woke up, and then of course there's a the opposite where um, where it's a horror dream and you're so glad you woke up, you know. But um, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm keep I'm st- I'm working hard on my dreaming because I'm trying to. Edit them to the point where I can write, rewrite the endings. And <laughs> when you, and this is something really weird that I do, and, and Christopher thinks it's very absolutely crazy because I was talking to him about it the other day. But I will, I have, first of all, I have really crazy, super weird, intense dreams. And some of the weirdest shit you could ever imagine in your life. It's like, what is wrong with me? Seriously? <laughs> to have been able to dream something that freaking crazy. Where yep. in the world inside of me did that come from? Yeah, yeah. But I'll wake I mean, up, and if it's a really good dream or it's a bad dream and I don't like the way it's going, I can, I'll wake up. I can even get up, use the bathroom, get a drink of water, go back to bed, and pick the dream up right where I left off and keep okay, going. Yeah, really? Or I can wake up and start dreaming it again and, and restart like like restart an episode over and over again until it starts going in the direction I want it to go and just keep the dream going. It's really weird. Yeah. One, of the, one of the things that's happened in my dreams, are, I'm an old man, you know, and, and one of the things that it's happened in my dreams more recently is I dream I'm in some massive shopping center or somewhere and I can't find a restroom after year and I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The struggle is real. <laughs> and each, each aisleway, each hallway gets more convoluted. And, and, you know, so I run into a thing that looks like a bathroom and it's a woman cooking bacon or something and I want to do it in the drying pan. And, you know, it just goes on and on like that. <laughs> okay, you need to write that poem. You seriously need to write that poem. Oh, do you know how funny I, that, that would be? I know you could do it. That was never an issue when I was younger, but now, you know, the, the aging urinary tract stuff mm-hmm. is... Uh, 
It's not a real, not a joke. So do me a favor, and I tell people to do this anyway, George, but keep a notebook by your bed. And if you wake up in the middle of the night or the first thing in the morning when you wake up or whatever, write down whatever fragments of your dream that you can remember. Yes. I don't care how how scantily clad they are, little bits and pieces, tidbits, or or if you end up writing a whole paragraph because you remember all of it. Do that. I want you to do that for the next three months. Okay. And then I want you to use everything you've written in that three months to create an abstract dream poem that is like a a Jim Morrison slideshow of crazy imagery. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. Well, listen, uh, I've taken enough time, and uh, I appreciate it so much. I'm not always able to get here. I have a a nephew uh, who owns uh, two coffee shops in Vegas. I live in Michigan, but it's my my twin, bro- twin brother's son that owns two coffee shops in uh, in Vegas, and he has poetry night, and he started to uh, he started to put some of them on um, live, you know, call in to a, yeah. it's not Zoom. It's is right now. It's it's going to make it Zoom, but so that starts at uh, nine o'clock yeah, Eastern. Um, and that's already passed for me because out here it's it's already a little after nine. So Are you I'm going to call in. I'm going to go uh, while well, I'm going to see if I can get in. Yeah, and and um, it's once in a while he'll say, "Well, nobody showed up." Other times he'll have like seven readers. So if there's nobody shows up, I say hi to my nephew and we move on. But um, <laughs> yeah, and well, I haven't, I haven't if he shared, wants, invite him to call in here and read sometime. Oh, and when I you're will. done reading there, if you want, jump back over here and see if you can get back on and read another one because yeah. we're going to be dead tonight. Okay. Well, oh, okay. Um, by the way, for anybody's um, around Vegas, uh, he, his coffee shops are called Grouchy Johns, and they're magnificent coffee shops. Okay. Um, I have a book out called. What is it called? Why, uh, why did I remain in the garden? And it's on Amazon. And I have uh, I have a few things on oh all poetry. I have a poetry page called George Wiley writes. And um, uh, that's it. George, how do I get an autographed copy of that book? You just did. Just got to send me by. You just got one. Um, <laughs> um, I have I have about four left. Um, I mean, I buy I buy them by by you know they send me twenty at a time when I order them. And so I can they, I can I, PayPal I, you the money for it, but I don't I don't want to just I don't like ordering books from you guys off of Amazon and things like that because you know I want them autographed, I want them signed, I want oh, you I want them personal. I love to send me your uh, mailing address. Uh, on through through uh, one of those uh, Facebook messengers, you know okay. messages, and we'll do that. I'll awesome. get it out. All right, sweetheart. To you. All right, take care. <laughs> Love you, honey. Thank you so much. Right. And come back if you can. All right. All right. That was our awesome George Wiley. Appreciate him. So you guys have three poems ready because right now we've got 615-219-503 and 575 in the lineup, and that's it because we only have about eight lines coming into the show. Normally we have 100, but we only have about eight. So if you're trying to call in and you're getting that fast busy signal, just keep trying. They are working on fixing the lines. All righty. 
And I do want to let 757 know that you are, I see you there, you are on the lineup. And if you want to uh, call in, just go ahead and, or if you want to talk, just go ahead and press 1. Otherwise, just hang out and, and be here with us. I'm happy to see you there. All right, so let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which is, oh, this has been crazy tonight. All right, so is that, is that? George, then um, 615. So 615 is our next caller. 615, you are on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is Clarence Ferguson, Jr. How are you doing this evening? I am doing awesome, darling. How are you? It's good to hear from you. It's good to hear from you. I'm doing quite well. Things have calmed down at the job, so I'm happy. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad. So... What do you have to share with us? What's going on? Uh, what'd you bring us? Uh, how are you? And all that good stuff. <laughs> I'm really going to be milking uh, you guys I'm, for talking tonight because. <laughs> yes, I know. Can um, you hang out and read poetry to me? <laughs> yes, I will. Hey, my I have. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? I understand. Um, I have a short poem and a long one. That's what I have for you. You mean you have a short one, a long one, and then you're going to find another long one because you get to do three tonight. Oh, okay. Well, that's what you what meant, I can right? find for the third. I uh, didn't see <laughs> okay. that coming. Well, okay. I think I can find something. Okay. All right, so I'll start with the first one, and it's called Behind Bars. One of your prompts, of course. Invited by this microphone to have a conversation in the spotlight, a meditative monologue set to rhythm, underground to the gutter, straight from the sewer, words of truth comes, strictly observational, natural, never playing the roles, no alter ego, I left it at the door, I stand here naked, unclothed bringing images to your occipital, frontal, and temporal lobes. The word I does not exist because there's no opponents or competitors. My battles in this assembly isn't required to have batteries. My mental capacity adds calories to casualties. Get my good side in the camera lens. Thank you for your amorous standing ovation as I accept all challengers. I'm Moses, riding staff in hand, moving waters and making paths, thanking the Lord for granting me the chance to spit these stanzas here. I don't want to go on rambling where some heckling amateur yells, land the plane, in this episode behind bars, and I'm just glad you got to know my name. That's that piece. That was awesome. You know, you're always you. so, you're always so, there's a quiet command about the way that you write. You know, there, there's no hesitation, there's no excuse, there's no apology, there's this strength, a gentle dominance, I guess is a way to put it, in the way that you write and you present your opinions and 
share, and I just I think it's really cool. Thank you. I've never heard it like that before, but I accept it. <laughs> Good, because I gave it to you. It's all yours. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So my next what else piece, you have, any? My next piece is called Another Prompt. A God Named Sin. I worshipped you before. So this news is nothing new. You carry names of Lilith, Delilah, Jezebel, Narcissus, Baphomet, Moloch, Mammon. I've traveled with you through lifespans. I idolized and accepted your golden calf. Sacrificed my own blood wearing sheepskin. To fail in hiding my ineptitude of recognizing the agenda. I pretend what you give is plentiful. Remembering my amnesia forgets your temporary bliss. Nights of lust and greed extended by Judas's kiss from foolish intentions. The temptations laid my body down on cloud nine, but I can't get next to the fact it was just my imagination running away when I attempted to treat my God like a lady. Surrendering on this pavement was concrete evidence investigated seeking my fake prayers to be answered daily by this deity who's eating my flesh down to the marrow. Why can't I break these shackles? But then the real God comes with a new challenge, and I'm convicted and embarrassed of my crimes. Broke me down to crying in front of him publicly as he explained abruptly what true love is as he reached out his hands and said, Son, come to me. I felt him hugging me, though I didn't see his resemblance. He said that I live, died, and resurrected. My holy day doesn't change. Now you have free will to follow the world I don't love. Don't get it confused, twisted, with John 3.16 signs at football games. I can't do this by myself. I've tried becoming good in the flesh. The things I want to do, I don't, and vice versa. I worship a God named sin. So why do you believe I'm worth it? I'm so imperfect. I try hiding in churches. But I know you don't live there in houses made of human hands. You live in hearts. So why do we look in the air when you're here? I can't conquer and defeat the enemies I entertain, giving party snacks to demons, giving cheers where everyone knows my name. And that's been the norm in this quarantine summer camp where I can't concentrate. I served a God named Sin, also known as the U.S., where the 1% made sure the revolution would be televised, full of politicians, actors, singers, and preachers telling lies, how the vaccines are the Messiah coming to save lives until we come to grips and asking, where is your God? What does it profit me to gain you, world, and lose my soul just to be close to 5G on a Commodore 64? Radiated by race baiting, identified by race wars, round and round the track scorching tires at the Bristol 400 and Agenda 2030 has us sustainably hunted. I denounce sin. I hunger for the one who wins. Teach me to innocently love again so paradise can be the bed I sleep in. But I need you to tell me, 
Can you see the true God in me? Not the gods the gospel singers Mary Mary sings for. The ones whose name Baphomet Molech, not the God made into this golden calf that they thank for the awards they accept. I'm speaking of Yahweh in the way he makes me process thought. Changing me from what I was half of my life ago. The atomic dog. The lazy slob. The one who thought love brought meaning through his penis and mixed it with his heart. See, you never accounted for hearing me like this before. Truth be told, I'm morphing from a whore that confused love into something completely spiritual. I still fight with my flesh, of course, but I'm being remade to remain in Christ, walking in the light, striving for paradise. Apparently, I'm marrying something everlasting because I've been cast in scenes that define and defy the world's gravity as he cradles me with all these cavities and the tragedies naturally. God hasn't left me with artificial intelligence, ingredients, no preservatives. His medicine never hurts at men's. Every self-inflicted wound and those unintentionally caused by you, this is soul food that's so cool for my flaws and all. Here's why I'm called. Even when I sin in my flesh, I run to Yeshua, Jesus Christ, ready to repent. And yet, I'd rather walk in last, not first, because he's my Lord and Savior, my God. And I want to love him as father and friend forever and never. Amen. Enough said. That's that piece. Yeah, I really love that piece. Um, I have, you know, everybody has their own spiritual and religious beliefs. And I, I am under the believing that all religion is a big game of telephone. You know, we, yes. we all are, we, you know, there wasn't, God created these people, and then another God created these people, and then another God created these people. We all worship and celebrate and have faith in one creation. But these That's people right. got over here on this continent, and these people got over here, and these people got over here, and we're human. Things change. Our interpretation, our, our, um, you know, our perception of them. And so I don't care what religion you are. We're all celebrating mm-hmm. the same thing. You know, exactly. And all gods are the one God, I believe. I believe that all things stem from the one thing, you know, if you want to look at, at creation that way. And so all the other religions, I, I, I'm curious about them. I want to know how they work. I want to know what you believe. And you don't have to believe what I believe. I'm just, you know, it's just believing in something. But what I loved about your piece, I think more than anything, which really made it accessible for me, and made me connect with it deeper than I might have not, or might not have had you not written it this way, but you completely separated faith from the church. Exactly. You know, you didn't, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a poem that I wrote one time where I talk about, you know, stand, standing out in the middle of, of, you know, I was standing out in the middle of the woods and, and it was basically, you know, if anyone could see this, they would understand why um, man never needed to build cathedrals. 
you know, and everyone talks about this, you know, floaty God up there watching and seeing everything that we do. And you made a point of this, you know, no, there's not a floaty God up there watching every single thing we do. The reason God knows every single thing we do is because he's inside of us. So if we know what we did, God knows what we did because that's where he is. That's where we hold our faith, no matter what you believe in or don't believe in, you know. It, it's looking at it. You know, or like the people sit there and be crippled in life and won't move because of religion, because of their church. You know, churches, I, I'm, I'm spiritual, but I don't believe in any religions because man made those. And man has twisted them and bastardized them to support. I mean, religion now serves man. Religion no longer serves God. You know, churches are a business, in my opinion. I just have seen too much of them, you know, and not saying anything about the people in those faiths because their faiths are real. But I don't have a lot of faith in actual religions. I think they're too self-serving. And so when you talk about that spirituality being inside of you, you know, how pure that makes it and how real that makes it. You know, and always searching and seeking out those answers inside of you for you on your own, the true meanings that, that have something to do with you. I just really thought it was beautiful, you know, the way Thank that you, you were. Thank you very much. The way, I mean, it just, it really, because I have, I, ser- I mean, and I have my reasons for that. I, you know, I've had some stuff happen to me in life that really make me animate about not trusting religions, but trusting faith. And I and I hope that that people understand what I mean when I say that. You know, I'm not putting down churches. I'm not putting down anything like that or people who believe these things. It's just for me, I see them. I see too much corruption. I mean, you know, look back during the days of the Inquisition and stuff. You can't tell me that was not corrupted. You know, so it's hard for me to believe something man has twisted so much. But I do believe in faith, and I do believe in people's faith, and I believe in their hearts, and I believe in their goodness, no matter what religion they are. And so to me, that's like one common faith, believing in the goodness of man and women. You know, I I say that, you know, (laughs) all-inclusive and non-binary and whatever else it is out there, you know. Um, and And I really felt that in your piece. I felt the seeking and the searching for that love. I felt the seeking for that acceptance and understanding, and it was just a really pure piece. I thought it was beautiful. Thank you very much. And what you said about, um, because I was into prosperity gospel for, what, 10 years before I felt in my spirit the God in me telling me, look here, look again, because they're fooling you. You're falling under them. You're you're idolizing them, mm-hmm. and you're losing you're losing your money. You're losing your soul. You're losing all of that by following somebody who's a shyster, a thief, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you got to get out of that. Uh, he's not in there. He's here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
now my third one, I found that one. I knew what you awesome. were doing. You were trying to make sure that I was going to find that third one. I had one. time, yeah. I was stalling. <laughs> How did you know? I knew what you were doing. <laughs> but everything I said uh, you, everything I said about that piece, I, I really, you know. Yeah. I, I love the part I, about it, too, by the way, where you that. talked about free will. That's something that, that mm-hmm. really gets me. Like I was, I was, I got off track when I was talking earlier about, you know, how people will sit crippled by religion, waiting for God to show them the plan. God laid out the plan to you in Proverbs: live a good life, be a good person. That's the plan, folks. Yeah. You know, He's not going to come down and miraculously hand you a plan because you can't have a plan for somebody who has free will. He can't control your plan. He can't control right. what you're going to think or do next. We have free will. He gave that to us. It's both our curse and our blessing. So read Proverbs or read whatever part of your religion in your, in your text that talks about how to be a good human being. And that's the plan. It's right there in front of you. And then go out and live your lives and don't be crippled by things that, exactly. that don't make sense. Yeah, I try not to also, talk about religion or politics because I, I really screw yeah. them up, and then I piss off people. So let's hear your other Well, phone. that's what you're <laughs> supposed to do. That's why you're here. Um, it's not why I'm here. I'm I here just, to answer the phone so you guys can piss off people. Well, then, I hope I'm doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got this third one here. It's called Sorry, Not Sorry. <laughs> Love it. Not a student yet. Thank you. Not a student of apologetics, so I can't be called an apologist, and I'm not sorry for this. Let's not make this a hobby here since you want this conversation. Come on so I can get down to business. I've got a company to run with my companionship that manages to extract the truth from the bull that shifts back and forth between that and this, which reveals itself inadequate in this laboratory specimen following a registered regimen copied by everything dealing with dead presidents on a spending spree. Let's begin with regular range of motion in this hotel boardroom as we consider the boredom of watching hoarders hold on to years of corruption and corrosion from people who say they love them and should have told them to throw it out in bulk and volume is the volunteers who vomit all the daytime talk and drama that used soap operas orchestrated to wash and dry. Latching on to emotional content instead of exhibitions of exposure of skin and the pauses with hypocritical skills. Acting actually has access to achieve actions quite impactful. Our programs last for years and we vicariously live through characters remaining detached from the reality outside our bathroom windows. The networks make our neck work at obtuse angles of lust and anger, jubilation, laughter, sadness, lulling us all into trances where we uncover our transparency. Religion, race, politics politely has you dancing in aisles of madness, surrendering your credit cards and cash in advance at the altar so satanic yet disguised to deceive the masses of people who are fans covenanting what the next man has touched three people. Repeat what I'm saying, says the preacher. If he drives a Bentley, why don't I have something that's equal? 
He said, my faith ain't enough according to the offering I gave, which was minimal. Presenting me with this twisted scripture out of context to make me subservient and believe what he meant before. Meanwhile, I helped pay for the equipment in the church studio while I struggled to feed my household, and I'm late on three car notes, about to get evicted while he's in a mansion living like the pimp king, asking asking him for some help, and I got to go through screening like I was invisible last weekend. That's the way it is. That's the way of the world. It's the way of the dragons who say there are many ways to God and Christ ain't necessary. Keep that new age thinking and see where it gets you, my friends. Right now I got to go. My car, like the pastor's congregation, is being repossessed. By the way, Trump if you inherited a mess, you didn't fix it by causing an insurrection and left the White House bitching in peace. <laughs> you know, I'm really glad that you read that piece because it absolutely 100% validates my comment on your first poem about how you write with no apology. Remember that? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it does. You know, it's absolutely 100% proves my point. And I do so love being right. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't happen right. often, so when it does. <laughs> A lot of people you know, ask, that, what is my writing ahead, style sorry. and stuff like that? And I say it's fine-felt observational poetry. And the reason why I say that is because sometimes the poems about nothing turn out to be something that you never even thought of before. Mm -hmm. And my mother, I give credit for this. She's always told me when I was growing up and she was raising me, observe. Don't accept everything, question everything, and observe. So I, love it. I finally grew up and started doing that. I love your mama. Very good. I love, I love hearing stories like that. You know, how parents can influence or support. I had really crappy, really crappy parents. And so, you know, hearing things like this and, you know, it gives me faith in the world. It, it's just, it makes my heart happy, you know, to hear good, good parent stories. Something that you do, I was yeah. going to say, something that you do with your writing that is really cool. And uh, we've got John Kay's on the line, I believe. And, you know, he'll We'll talk. You know, he would be. He, he's a songwriter as well. Writes a lot of music, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. um, but something that you do in your poetry is, for example, you use the uh, one of the words you used in there in in a line which came out as a rhyme, but it really isn't. Is the word work and the word worth? Those two words yep. don't rhyme. But because when you were performing it, when you were reading it, you put the stress on the W-O, the work and the word. All of a sudden, those words in your brain, you hear the rhyme. So you stress the first, the sound rhyme of the word and not necessarily an end word rhyme. And you, I was listening, as soon as I caught that one, I was listening to the rest of the piece. And you do that a lot in your writing. You, you stress a sound rhyme in a word and not an end word rhyme. And it's really cool. It's something that songwriters do a lot. You can sit down and you can read 
the lyrics to a song and think, what the hell? You know, it's kind of like reading British poetry. Well, first of all, they talk differently. And so, you know, it, it's okay that ostrich doesn't uh, rhyme with fan. When they say it, it does. <laughs> right. Um, you know, but so it's, it's, it's a really, really cool thing to hear. And, you know, it would be really fun maybe for you to, if you knew someone who wrote music, to have them work with you. You know, find a piece that you really liked and work with you dissecting it down into song form and see what they could do with it. It would be a fun project for you, I think. Hmm. I think I might go back to doing that. Yeah. It just, it's, it, I notice it. It's really cool. I, you know, that, the rhythm of it. I, I, I love, it's caught up in that. I love music. I love words. Mhm. Well, you definitely make them dance, my dear. All right, do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come show you some love. Yeah, you can show me some love by coming to facebook.com backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. Or you can come to my group, which is called C-Double. It's kind of like you're seeing double. The number 34, music and friends. Beautiful. All right, sweetheart, appreciate you so much being here tonight, and we will talk to you next week. Yes, and I thank you for giving me three. I mean, wow, I I, I feel (laughs) privileged. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. All right, right. sweetheart, we'll talk to you soon. All right, talk to you later. All right, our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Now this is Brother Odom. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Brother O. How are you, sweetheart? I'm good. It is amazing to hear from you. I appreciate it. What do you have for us tonight, hon? This poem called I'm the Last Brother That You Want to Come To. And that's the title of it. I'm the last brother that you want to come to and complain about how life ain't fair or how your life is not happening according to your plans. I'm the last brother that you want to come to and play the video claim that everybody's against you. I'm the last brother you want to come to in your sob story or pity party. Don't expect you to feel sorry for or have sympathy for your childish behaviors. And step into the same stuff repeatedly. You are responsible for your own choices, actions, reactions, and decisions. So live with the consequences. I'm the last brother that you want to come to and call me out of my name. That's the last mistake you'll ever make. You address me either Sir, Mr. Gavin, Omar, or Brother O. I'm the last brother that you want to come to and get out of pocket with. You'll be greeted with a heavy dose of profanity and call every name in the book that says the child of God, my side ain't no other joke, and acting like a clown is in my nature when you really made me mad. Trust me, you don't want the fool side of me to be on full display. 
I'm the last brother you want to come to and try to run game on. I used to be a proud saying he knows all the tricks of the trade. And, I'm, and I wasn't raised to be a side piece. Either I'm your number one, either I'm your king, or that, or that side piece that you're dealing with. I'm the last brother you want to come to and dwell on your past saying disappointments and setbacks. No recall the past hurts and traumatic experiences. You have to find a way to overcome these things and live your life to the fullest. I'm the last brother you want to come to and attempt to borrow money from me. But I have a job that financial means to repay me back or beg me for my money unless you have an emergency. I'm the last brother that you want to come to and attempt to go out with me if you assist her as a boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, or fiancé. That ain't done but that unnecessary trouble and drama waiting around the corner. I respect this decline because I des- Zara el- eligible bachelorette who was either single or divorced. You're strictly in my friend zone. I'm the last brother that you want to come to with negativity. You'll be asking the premises. And I'm the last brother that you want to come to to offer up excuses. Don't come to me with your problems. Come to me with solutions that get results. And poem. You know, always... No questioning your faith, what you believe in, your your convictions. You know, I absolutely love how you write with such, such strength, Brother L. Thank you. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, you're going to read two for us tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This form is called overcoming bitterness and resentment that I harbored in my spirit for over 20 years. Personal poem of how how I uh, dealt with heart, resentment, bitterness in my spirit. My dear brothers and sisters, I write this testimonial poem to share my experiences about harboring bitterness and resentment I carried in my heart and in my spirit for over 20 years. I harbored bitterness and resentment because of the false perception that I was the black sheep of my family, the false perception of being discriminated against because of my race and disability, and the false perceptions and assumptions of being unloved and unappreciated. I was classified myself as a misfit who endured rejection by my relatives and peers. I once classified as a misfit who didn't fit in with the crowd. I once classified myself as the misfit who believed that God didn't care about me. My dear brothers and sisters, I was a very big resentful brother for nearly 20 years. Combine that with jealousy and anger, you could have declared me as your worst enemy back back then. Now, you may be shot prizes, however... I wouldn't be, 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 brother, if I didn't keep it 100% with you. At one time, I believed that I was a colossal failure because I measured success by the material possessions and money. Because I had a mentality of I should have been a husband and father by now. I should have had a three-bedroom house with a six-figure income in the suburbs. I should be able have been able to travel all over the world and 
in a profession. I should have been taking care of myself instead of resorting of uh, getting assistance from this corrupt government. I should have had discipline on my finances and not wasting my money on frivolous things. I should have made better decisions about the women I dated. Yes, I spent 20 years comparing myself to everyone else instead of my getting my own life together. And that jealousy business resembles on full display when I heard stories of my brothers and friends enjoying their successes and achievements. I was miserable. All that business and resentment that I harbored for over 20 years was result was the equivalent of cancer ravaging the body. It nearly consumed me and almost destroyed the loving, compassionate, and caring brother that you all come to know now. My dear brothers and sisters, I have to give high praise to God for removing the spirits of business and resentment down my heart for over 20 years. These days, I don't even have time to be bitter and resentful anymore. There are 10 lessons I learned. You can't change what happened in the past. You got to follow your own path in life. You have to let go and let God fight your battles. You have to celebrate the accomplishments and achievements of your friends and families. You have to change those things within yourself that need to be changed. You have to realize that God loves you. You have to avoid comparing yourself to others so your journey in life is different than yours, than theirs. You have to live in the present and look forward to the future. You have to accept reality. And you have to forgive those who cause you hurt. And for some of them, you have to love them from a distance. In point. From a distance. That was that was awesome, Brother O. Great job, honey. Mm-hmm. I thank you so much for that. And I would like you to tell everyone how they can come show you some love. You can show me some love on my Facebook page. Uh, uh, on, my, on my brother O. Gavin and... Uh, and uh, uh, thank you for your support every week. I'm a two-time national spoken word, world winner for overcome again. Um, and I'll nominate myself again and attempt to be win this award for three years in a row. Uh, if you want more information about that, uh, just contact me out, Tim Holmes, quotes and everything. Everything, everything, everything that you hear, every, I'm the same person on Facebook and in real life. So, so it'll be cool if you connect with me. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, Brother O. Great job tonight. Appreciate you sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> all right, hon. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Take care. All right. Brother O on the mic. Our next caller comes from, I get this muted. I'm having some really, really crazy issues with the board tonight. I hope you guys just bear with me. Our next caller comes from area code 503. 503, you're on the air. 
So uh, you can hear me? I can hear you. Excellent. (laughs) Am I not supposed to hear you? No, no, but you have inspired me, and I was really worried that maybe you couldn't hear me. You had any problems. Okay, now I can't hear you. You jinxed it, damn it, John. You're cutting out. Am I? I just got a yeah. new phone. Come on. Put the fishbowl back on top of your head and hold three books on your left foot so that your reception is better. And I'm sorry, I'm going for tinfoil. You what? I'm going for tinfoil. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try something no. here, John. Hang on a second. <laughs> I'm going to do something anybody, here. If John. I've known anybody that could do something. <laughs> Go ahead. Are you there? I am. Did it work? No. I am going to, I'm going to hang up on you. And then I am going to call you from the studio and see if I can get a better connection. Do that. Okay. I love you. Bye. I love you. I love you too, Hank. So I'm hanging up, and then I'm calling oh, you right you back. I did hear that. <laughs> of course I heard that. Actually, I can hear you pretty good right now. Yeah. So wherever you're at, wherever you're standing, don't move. Okay. How you doing, Shall sweetie? I, I'm doing well. Should I read you a poem or not? I would love for you to read me a poem. I will read you a poem from like 30 years ago. Okay. Seriously. And I didn't write it. I just composed it. And if people who listen to your program don't know the difference between composing and writing, this is a really, really good thing. You can't hear me anymore, right? I, I am, I am listening. <laughs> I am listening way, closely. Um, yeah, closely. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I got a weird, I got a weird, you know, lightsaber just for the close. I I'm I I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm still uh, yeah, having a hard time yeah, hearing you. I know. Yeah, you just lost me. Yeah, I'm not no. I'm not gonna have you read with the line this way because I don't want to I don't want I want people to be able to hear you. So I know that we're having some issues with the board tonight. Let me go ahead and hang up on you. Go ahead and hang up your call. I'm going to call you right back from the studio. If for some reason that function isn't working, if you don't, if I don't, if you don't get my call within the next minute or two, go ahead and call back in, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead and hang up. All right. Let's go ahead and try to call John back. See if we can get a better connection with him because I don't want to have him read where we can't hear him. 
Here we go. Let's dial it up. Hello. Hi, John. This is a Speakeasy Cafe calling. How are you doing tonight? I am doing great, except oh I God. can't get through. That is so <laughs> much better. This is Nyla, isn't it? It is. I can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> I'm glad. Look, I do like to participate, but, um, you know, if you got, you know, enough callers, I can always wait till next week. No, we're having issues with the lines. I need callers. We only have like five lines coming into the studio right now, so <laughs> I, may, you know, I have all y'all's phone numbers. I might just start calling all of you at random just to get callers on. Unless you, can start to, you know, hi, this is Nyla. Uh, I'm calling from the speakeasy. Will you read me a poem? I'm in the middle of my OBGYN appointment. I don't care. Just <laughs> you went there. I so did. Girl, I understand that you're creative, but uh, really, you went there? I, I know no fear. I have no boundaries. I, me neither. <laughs> so I've got a great poem from uh, 30 years ago, and I've also got a great book reference for people who want to make poetry. And... Now, according to your intro, it was pretty tough. So can you just put me back into the lineup so I could, like, read a poem? You can read it right now. You're on the show right now. Oh, people are listening to me? They're listening to us right now. Yes, I called you live on the air. (laughs) Crap. All right, I have this uh, poem from 31 years ago that I like to read, and it's okay. because uh, it's because you put you know me on the spot when you said read something about the past somewhere where you felt like you were out of the equation. Do you remember that? I do. All right. My poem is called The Ballad of Steve. When I was just a little young boy, I followed the path to the river's shore. Paintbud number, morning sky, with the stillness of a scream, the eagles fly. The sun's so hot and the clouds so low, the eagle just roll, 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 while crickets and chicotas sing, you are the song of the morning dream. But every time this field goes round, fireworks, calliopes, and clowns, written in the letters of your name, wherever I go, the people all complain. 
So I set out running, but I took my time. All I want to do is know you are kind. Singing. I sleep until noon. Where is the dark star? Where is the moon? Close my eyes so that I can see. Hey, don't worry about me. California is on my mind. I'll beat it on down the line. The first one said, she got my child. One-eyed Jackson, the deuces were wild. Uh, Daddy, um, um, she was born in the desert, raised in a lion's den, and Daddy's going hold you in her arms once again. I know only this. I've got you today. You get confused. Listen to a music play. Once in a while, you get shown the light. I need you, baby, to make things all right. But every time the wheel goes round. Fireworks, calliopes, and clowns. Written in the letters of your name. Oh, wherever I go, the people all complain. I was busted down on Bourbon Street. It takes all you got to stay on the beat. And the jailhouse till the sun goes down. I wish I had a... Like, I wish I had a headlight on the northbound. With nothing left to believe in, holds in the rest of my reason. I don't want to be treated this way. What's become of my baby? Every time the wheels go around, fireworks, calliopes, and clowns, written in the letters of your name, wherever I go, the people all complain. So let the words be yours. I'm done with mine. I can't win for trying. Now that I'm looking just for my kite, or an angel in a shaft of light. One more thing I ask of you. Let me out in the morning dew. Just one little piece to die. I'll meet you all in the sweet by and by. Well, what do you think? Was that worse calling back? It was worse. (laughs) You know, I was was talking earlier uh, with Clarence, and I mentioned you um, about you you doing songwriting. And I think that is very apparent um, hearing you do that piece, the, yeah. the voice of the songwriter in that piece, you know that you could you could easily put that to music if you haven't already I done actually, so. I have already done so. <laughs> it didn't go over very well. 
But that was 42 different verses from the Grateful Dead in Mm -hmm. 44 songs. And uh, you had mentioned the fact that you used to like to, um, you know, tie those kind of songwriting things together. Well, that's what that was. I did not write it. I composed it. <laughs> you know, you that's can, you can post it. You did write that. What you have to do yeah. is say, this is a poem I composed you, entirely of lines from Grateful Dead songs. It's not, I did it's not that. plagiarism if you, if you reference your source. Or it's not, I mean, and it's I not, did. you know what I mean. I did that when I posted my work on uh, archive.org. I made sure that, you know, and and I actually got permission. (laughs) You just can't (laughs) use it for uh, material purposes like advertising and stuff like that. But, no, there's a lot of things I've done that way. that's, That's exactly what I mean. Writing something like that is a real perfect example of what I mean about don't sit around and wait for your muse to jump up on your lap and rub your nipples, okay? Go out there and poke the bear with a stick. I mean, we do. We all sit there and we wait for our muse to come come and excite us and, and, you know, make us get in that euphoric state and go off and, you know, writing and, and, you know, I didn't have control of my pen. That's all such bullshit. You know, we love it when we get those highs, and they're very real and they're amazing, but we can't sit around and wait for that. We have to go out and feed our brains. We have to go out and, and find things, you know, be aggressive in our writing. Be, you know, don't just sit around and wait for something to happen. Go out and make something happen. That's one of the reasons there's okay. no such thing as writer's block. There is no thing. You pick up a pen and you freaking write something. So... You know, something as simple as that. Okay, I can't think of anything to write about. What I'm okay, I'm going to look up Rod Stewart songs, and I'm going to write a poem entirely of Rod Stewart songs. And I did that. I actually wrote four poems using only titles of songs that Rod Stewart had sung. And are they great poems? Absolutely, freaking not. Was they? Was it fun to write? One hundred percent, truly, a blast. You know, so. Okay, those will never get posted yeah. on Facebook. No one's ever going to hit like on them, but it doesn't matter because I fed my brain. I fed my creative side. I wrote something. Right. You know, so, yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, in, in uh, songwriter, uh, um, the way we talk is that there is composition and there is writing. Okay. So maybe two or three writers compose, and then we make a song out of that. And you saw that example when I, you know, made a song out of your poem, uh, Displaced. Okay? Yes. You know, that that is a very common way for songwriters to take the words of others and move them into a place where we can see them. It does not mean that the you know the words of the writers are decreased. We only want to promote them. Mm-hmm. Do you do you understand what I mean? I absolutely understand. I'm sure In fact, you do. You know, I was I was working. I, I've had three of, or actually four, four of my poems put to music. 
And yes, you ha- when you give them to someone them. else, when you give them to someone else, you have to let go. It's like when I gave, when you asked, you know, all right, let's do this, and you did displaced for me. All right, I had yes. no. I hand it to you, and it's yours. You do what you want. You take it apart. You re-put it back together. You rearrange it. You do whatever you want to make it become the song that it needs to be. I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a songwriter. You know, you do that, it's and so you can't be emotionally attached to a piece and try to control what another artist does with it. So if anyone ever gets I... a chance to work with a musician, they need to understand that 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 someone who's writing a song to your poem is going to have to change it and restructure it to make it work in song format. And you need to let go and and give them the creativity to do that, and it's amazing. And, uh, you know, uh, Displaced was a a perfect example. You know, very short little lines where I could Mm -hmm. put them back together into stanzas um, I had to make him rhyme, so you know, you said you know buffalo, and I said bison because bison rhymes with horizon. But you know, the the first principle is you do not change the meaning. Yeah, you cannot change the meaning of the original words. You know, I just wanted to give you kind of this country and western feel to what you had said and boy what you had said was so so good and so I I wanted to show that some respect and there is one line in that I changed that I still can't come up with a good alternative but I'm not really impressed with it (laughs) which line was that Oh, ponies beads. I said ponies gate because that rhymed. Um, and, uh, you know, I know you weren't thinking of that, but, um, you know, the ponies gate is, you know, um, just kind of a echo of what poetry is. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? So I that's do. why I trained that one. Um, a lot of poets like to um, read their poetry over uh, an ambient line, you know, so they don't have to change the words. All they do is um, make them more powerful and uh, potent by the music behind them. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. So, because two weeks ago you had an opening video, or I'm sorry, audio of uh, this girl reading her poetry, and I was really impressed by that. So, but I can't do that. I I have to fold things down into my own art form. Well, you're not supposed to do what she does. You're supposed to do what you do, and you do it amazingly. Oh, that's so. what Charles Beebe said to me. You have to find your own voice. That's what Charles said to me. We already have one her. You know, we don't need another her. We need you. I, but we always need a new voice. Isn't that true? It is. All right, John, do me a favor, my love. Tell everybody how they can come find you. Oh, well. Really? 
I'm still curled up here. I can't get a you know appointment for a vaccination, so I'm I'm still pretty you know. Why can't you? Uh, <laughs> Have you been trying well, to make an appointment online? Every hour that I hey. wake up. Don't do that. Hey, hey, hey. Just hey. get your paperwork and go and stand in line and they will do it. Don't you don't have to make an appointment. Go as a walk in. Okay. Trust um me. I will try that. I will try that with outside in they're very nice people. Can I can I read you one more before oh, yeah, I go? you did read two yes, of course. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. See, <laughs> you don't have to be sorry. <laughs> I've been going through a lot of um boxes and um I never threw anything out. I would like to read this before I go and start my freaking, you know, trial for another God vaccinations. Really? I got a vaccination that I got a scar on my shoulder that shows that, you know, polio doesn't work anymore. Well, you know, hundred years ago they had scars from leeches, you know, it's progress. Actually, I have one of those too. (laughs) I I got it from mom. I got it from Omsie. Yeah, there was this play time in place when I was about ten, ma'am, maybe twelve. They put a leech on me just to show me how it worked. Yeah. Okay. No, enough of that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks, folks. <laughs> yeah, right, you never you had a leech. <sighs> Walking in this world today, well, I think I'll sing. I think I'll pray. Coming down this road so long. Uh, my thumb is so weak, but my thumb is so strong. Wish I'd never seen happiness. Well, I wish I'd never, ever seen the best. Because this mess wouldn't look so wrong. Uh, this mess would be gone. You know, I just smelled my last... I'm sorry. Let me start. You know, I just smoked my last cigarette walking down this road in the rain, getting wet. I wish my ride would hurry up and come because I could sure use resting my old stone. There's 200 miles from home. I only got a dollar and a half on my bones. I wish I could make it just a couple of more miles. 
I know where there's a river I could sit a while in the film. Which there's places to sit a while. I loved it. I am so glad that you kept me in line and got to read that second one. That was really good, John. And again, well, same thing. But with that's with all the pieces you write. That could very well be put into a song, if it hasn't been already. It's always a song for me. You know that. I do. Um, I see that um, poetry is um, elevated half-step to song. I also see that um, poetry is downgraded to a song. But considering all things, we have a lot to go on, don't we? We can we can always always look at the bright side and the dark side. I was going to say, or we can go to the dark side at the flip of the switch, and we can bounce between the two. We're like freaking. Wizards like that. Yes, we are, aren't we? (laughs) And the dark side doesn't suit either of us. Hey, by the way, did you get all those um, connections I put up? Um, Are you... the, The question is, are you going to take them down? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Internet um, searches. Are are you going to take those things down? Where are they? Uh, On Messenger, because you asked me not to put them on. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I will. I will. I will. Yes. I will address that after the show. <laughs> See, no talking. <laughs> no talking. There, there is your writing prompt. Oh, by the way, I have one more really quick. Um, really quick poem. It's about one of your prompts. You asked me to um, write about things that were read. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I do. Hang on. I'm really trying hard. I understand you're having problems, so um, I'm trying to take up time. All right, here we go. Actually, we've got, I have some of our lines have opened it up, so if you guys are on hold, I'm going to give you that information in a minute. If some of you guys are on hold, feel free to call me an asshole. <laughs> I would never stand for that. Really? Some of our boyfriends would. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> God, I hope you know that was a joke. 
All right. Hang on. Just a minute. Just a minute. Okay. Here we go. Um, There is this thing. Oh, by the way, did you notice that I actually wrote a haiku? I know. Anyway, this is my second most favorite haiku. What? I you know I hate. I took a drink of wine and it's really strong. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, what was that? Wine. Okay, go ahead. Wine. That's what I drink every time I have to write a haiku. Seventeen. I have syllables. one glass of wine every week during the show. I mean, just put the wine go together. I do. Uh. Parentheses during the show. Mm-hmm. Unparentheses. <laughs> okay. okay, I yeah. have this. I have this really funny uh, bit that happened to me actually uh, because you said right on everything that you see is red. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That was I like do. three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote a bunch of crap about things I see red. I live in downtown Portland, so of course I see lots of things that are red. But I did write this poem that actually has I I I guess red didn't work. Ah, never mind. All right, it goes like this. A homeless kid in downtown said, joke for a quarter, three for 50. His eyes smiled hopefully behind his mask. Oh, end of poem, Okay, Am I thank you. To say that? Yeah, I didn't know if I, w- I didn't know if you were doing a dramatic pause. So <laughs> I, I told like you, it's shorter than you know those little moments. It's like a Polaroid poem. I call them Polaroid poems, where you just take the, the, these amazing little moments and boom. It was awesome, John. It was because of your poetry prompt. I like it. I thought it was awesome. That's why I put those pumps out there, so things like that can be born. Good. Because, (laughs) well, for us that live in these urban settings, to find the good in others is really tough some days. Just tough. We want to do it. I know. Okay, before I let you go, I'd just like to say, Nyla, um, your sister is not doing well, and I love you. So peace be with you and all the readers. I especially like Michael. So, goodbye.
and God bless. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart, so much. And we'll talk to you next week, okay? I hope so. All right, baby. Thank you. Baby. All right, <laughs> baby, I know. <laughs> All right, that was John Kay's awesome work. Now, we are going to, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers. Looks like we have about ten lines open right now. Our next three callers are going to be 575-779 and 216. And actually, I'll go ahead and give, we get, we'll go on the way, all the way down. We have 424, then 501, and then 540. Okay, so that's kind of where that's kind of where we're at right now on the lineup. If you guys are trying to get in, remember we are still having issues with our lines. It looks like they are working on them. If you're getting a fast, busy signal, just keep dialing and you will get in eventually. Let's go ahead and grab, we're going to cut this down to just two palms right now, um, two normal palms or one long one, because I want to make sure that we get everyone on in the next 42 minutes of the show. So let's go ahead and grab area code 575. 575, you're on the air. Maybe. Oh, this stupid board. Let's try this again. 575, can you hear me? Unmute you. 575. Hello, are you able to hear me? I can now. (laughs) Hi, sweetheart. Hello, Dave Mist, how are you? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you, sweetheart. Oh, likewise, likewise. I, um, first of all, good that the phone lines are opening up. And that being said, I have a poem here for you. Uh, it's uh, in a new style. I'm still experimenting. It's called the chant. It's called the chant style of writing poetry. That's chant, C H A N T, chant style. And it's called the art of nothing. And here we go. Did you do nothing? Good. Did you achieve nothing? Good. Do you want to do something? Good. Nothing is something. Good. You've done it. Good. And there you have it. That's that's done. Quick and fast. <laughs> and that's called the chant. Um, according to the description, you just have something that you constantly repeat thus as a chant. So that's the chant style. I thought it was awesome. It made me think about a. Uh, I could I could have read that to my children when they were growing up when I would ask them to clean their room. You wanted to do nothing? Good. You did nothing? Good. See what you accomplished? <laughs> At least you did something. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I... I was going to do another one, but um, it's still really raw, so I'm going to save that for another time. But um, as for a book, I finished uh, a book recently. It's called Zombies of the Gene Pool, and the book's title is nothing like the book at all. It's by Sharon, S-H-A-R-Y-N, McCrum. And it's essentially about how the great writers of science fiction started out. She really makes a homogenization of, say, Ray Bradbury, Isaac Asimov, 
E. e. Doc Smith, uh, Philip K. Dick, uh, even um, oh, uh, um, the guy who started Dianetics. He was a science fiction writer. I can't think of his name. L. Ron Hubbard. And she conglomerates them, and you see them as very young guys, fresh out of Korea, and they are writers, they're fanboys, they're nerds before the word nerd came up. <laughs> and you see them on their journey of, you know, starting out being poorer than dirt, but loving science fiction, gobbling it up. And you see them then grow into uh, elder men. Some stayed with science fiction and made them a, a mint. Some went off the deep end. Some just um, lived a regular life. But it's called Zombies of the Gene Pool. And I really enjoyed it. If anyone likes science fiction or just um, going to sci-fi conventions, I think you'd really enjoy that book. So that's my recommendation for a read. And uh, there you have it. Very cool. So you aren't going to read a second one? I do have one. It's um, it's a limerick. Okay. It's really quickly. It's called, um, What Would Eliza Doodle Do? I'm going to try to do this in my best cockney. Tis true, me lord. I ran my man over. But why all the fuss? He can still stand. Madam, you must see. After hit number three. It is plain to me there's more to be concerned about than a dent in the van. <laughs> so that just kind of came off, but there it is. That was awesome. I am so glad you shared that. Fantastic job. And I want to thank you, too, by the way, real quick before I let you go, for being one of the sponsors of the oh, show this year. Oh, Appreciate it so much, sweetheart. Oh, you're more than welcome. This place is just a lovely little oasis just to come and relax and listen and just just be. So, again, many thanks. And um, on to your next caller. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you first, honey. Oh, um, I'm, I'm absolutely a total novice. This is my only forum right here at Speakeasy Cafe. I don't have any blogs or sites yet. So uh, here I am. Perfect. All right, sweetie. Appreciate you so much. Thank you, honey. Thank you. You're amazing. Bye-bye. Fantastic job. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 779. 779, you are on the air, maybe. Hi, Nyla. Yay, I can hear you. Hi, sweetheart. How are you doing? Oh, I'm tired. Um, I didn't catch the name of the uh, the author, Zombies of the Gene Pool. What was the last name? I would have to go back and listen. I didn't write it down. Oh, dang. Okay. I love, Maybe though, I do want to say I really love your I'm confidence in my old brain that I, you think I would remember. That that makes me really happy. <laughs> you write everything down. <laughs> Uh, you would think, huh? But yeah, hmm. if you could, if, just look at where we are in the show. We've got a half hour left in the show, 40 minutes left in the show. Just And when you get to the archives, um, 
just fast, fast forward the last half hour of the show and you'll be able to hear it. Okay. Perfect. Okay, I have two pieces for you, and neither one of them is very happy, but you like my poetry. So. <laughs> McCrum, M-C-C-R-U-M-B, I remembered. Actually, that's a lie. Jade put it, Jade put it in the uh, chat room for you. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, Jade. Zombies of the Gene Pool. All right. Neither one of my titles is that interesting, but, um, yeah. This one is called This Time, and I wrote it about a month ago or so. This time it's harder to watch you leave the driveway. This time I'm fighting not to barter because I just want you to stay. I felt my heart being pulled as you turned around. All of the warmth ran cold, knowing you were homebound. My eyes are stinging red, fully aware of the craters filling in. Tonight I hate this empty bed. It's bigger than it's ever been. My heartstrings must be connected to my tears. I think you would agree that it's one of our worst fears. I've never known a tender love like yours. Through friendship we have grown to triumph over wars. Laying here on my own now, my feet are much too cold. I'll try my best. I'm not sure how. Without you, I'm not bold. My chin is holding high, but my spirits are hanging low. My tears willingly multiply, even though I know through a storm there's a rainbow. I used to tease that hope is like a vampire, draining us for everything we're worth and more. But now that we're in the line of fire, it's not something to ignore. And even though this time it might ache like a weight upon my chest, I promise every move I make will be my very best. Let's end peace. That was so emotional that, I mean, you could feel it. You could hear it in your voice, but you could feel it. You could feel it in the words. I, I, the line that really stuck out that I thought was really awesome was, hope it's like a vampire. That's, that's Do you remember that poem? Do I remember your poem about hope is a vampire? Yeah, it was called it was called Vampire, and it was about hope being the the thing that literally drains every ounce of encouragement, of love, of uh, emotion. Misplaced hope. No, I've yeah. I've seen you go through so much. I mean, you you are. And listening to that poem, the whole time I was listening to that poem, I was thinking, you know, how we've all felt that place, been in that place at times. And it's okay to do that. But I know for a fact that that's not who you are. You are not that girl that just sits there and be sad. You know, it's okay for us to do that initially, and it's okay to do that when we need to, and sometimes we just want to. You know, but I know that that is not who you are all the time. You know, right. there's that part of you who will stand on the porch, you know, 
your man can come home and walk through the door and you're going to stand on that porch and you're going to fight every damn demon that tries to come in and get him. You're going to, you know, you're going to make that a safe haven for you. Just, you're just, you're, you're a warrior like that in your heart. So it's kind of neat for me to, knowing you as well as I do, to be able to see all these different facets of your personality come out in the different pieces that you write. You know, from the tender to the fierce to the scared to the strong. Yes, very multifaceted poet. Good job, my love. Yeah, I'm a bit of a roller coaster, aren't I? <laughs> but that's good. You don't let yourself. You don't just stick to one thing. You know, you're you're very versatile. You're very strong. Thank you. Much stronger than you know, my darling. Well, this uh, this next piece, you'll uh, regret saying that. <laughs> Um, It's called Inked Telepathy. With my knees pressed together, my hands clasped together, I allow my heart to crumble beneath the pressure. My body quivers, unsure why I'm hurting, sitting still. In my room, on my bed, in the silence. But more than anything, that silence is screaming from my pores. Too clogged to break out inside, no one knows what this pain is about. This isn't my room. This isn't my bed. But this is my nightmare, living in my head. My tears make the ink run. There should be a metaphor in there somewhere. But I can't find it. I don't see it. What seems like so long ago. I wore all of the hats and played all of the roles. I was tired and oftentimes numb. But back then I had unrealistic goals. So why does it feel like I'm stuck in someone's gum? I've lived so many lives, a book for every chapter. Others struggle to see how broken I feel. You're so strong. Out loud I say thank you. Beneath my breath I say you're wrong. You'll be okay. It could be worse. Out loud I say you're right. Beneath my breath I say I'm living a curse. I'm always here for you. Out loud I say thank you. Beneath my breath I say, I wish that were true. My entire life, all I've ever wanted was to be able to touch someone's hand and have all of my pain felt and understood. That's not possible. Because, well, they aren't me. It might not hurt as bad. I circle back to sitting in this room, on this bed, in this silence, battling the aches with emotional violence. I don't think I'll ever win, but I keep fighting. And hope is my unforgivable sin. Let's end peace. You know, I'm going to, I understand that poem completely. And I hear myself in that poem because I say those things to you. 
And I've also had people say those things to me. And inside gave the same answers. You just don't know what I'm going through. You just and, and you smile politely. Yeah. But you can't let go. Even somebody reaching out a hand to you that doesn't understand is a hand reaching out to you. And the more you hear somebody say something, the easier it's going to be to believe in it. But the person you need to that you need to hear those things from are yourself. I can tell you anything I want to tell you. I can tell you I love you. I can tell you that I'm proud of you. I can tell you that you are stronger than you know, and I know that to be true, even if you don't. But you are never going to believe that until you believe that. You know, and I I think the older you get, the more you're going to realize how much that is true. There's a strength that you get when you start letting go of things that you you learn you learn that they just don't have as much power over you as you let them have. You know, I wish it sucks that when it feels like it's sucking you dry. I know. I know. But when you get like that, my love, get angry. Get angry at the voices in your heads that say the negative things. I'm going to share this story really quick, really, really fast. I sat there one time and I couldn't find, I poured a cup of coffee and I couldn't find it. And I ran around my house doing chores and stuff all day long and I was so pissed off at myself that I couldn't find my freaking coffee. So I finally said, fine, I'm just going to make another cup of coffee. Well, by then the pot had shut off, it was cold, so I made myself a new cup of coffee and I went to throw it in the microwave and there was my flipping cup of coffee. And I, when I opened it up and realized that this coffee I'd been looking for was sitting in the microwave the whole time, I said, you stupid fucking bitch, to myself. And all of a sudden, I was taken back, and it's like, what did I just say? If somebody had said that to me personally, I would have decked them. Yeah. They'd have been on the floor doing the chicken, because I would not let anyone speak to me that way. But here I was, the one person I am supposed to be the safest with, saying that to me. And I got mad. It's like, even I do not have the right to speak to me this way. Even I do not have the right to make me feel like that. When I tell you that you're stronger than you think you are, but you have to learn to fight back. And it's going to sound stupid, but I want you to do this something, something for me because I love and care about you so much. It's when that negative nagging comes into your brain that says those bad things, I want you out loud even if you don't believe it at first, and even if you feel dumb and silly talking to yourself, I don't care. I want you to say out loud, you cannot talk to me this way. You cannot make me feel this way. I am going to get through this. Just say it, even if you don't believe it. Will you do that for me? Yeah. This is your poetry mama asking you because she loves you, okay? Okay. When that crap comes into your head, tell it to shut up and say it out loud. There's power in saying the words out loud. Promise me, you, at least for one week, do that for me, and then we'll talk again, okay? Okay. Promise. I love you so much. I love you too, Mama Bear. <laughs>
and I'm excited about the art museum, by the way. Yeah, I got to get some pictures of of the all the paintings so I can send them in and see if they'll take them. That's very exciting. All right, sweetheart, I'm I am here. Send me a message if you need me. Okay. And yes, it's true. Okay. Okay. All right, honey, I love you. Love you. Bye, sweetheart. Okay, I'm going to put her link into the chat room for you if you would like to go visit. And she's having a little bit of a rough time right now, so I don't want to. There we go. Okay, all right, you guys. So our next caller is coming from area code... Two one no seven seven nine then two one six seven seven nine seven seven nine you're on the air. Oh no, Nyla, this is okay. You're not supposed Hi, to do that. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you I loved you again. <laughs> oh okay, love you. Okay, <laughs> love you too, honey. <laughs> oh, I love her laugh. Okay, next caller two one six. There we go. Two one six. You're on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How are you, love? Well, I did a do-over. Um, that's why I was late getting here. I did my birthday over because I didn't want to tell everybody how bad Red Lobster was. So I did a do-over. <laughs> <laughs> and Thanks I for the crappy myself. dinner, everybody. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because luckily... I, they sent me enough money to do a do-over. So I was, like, really in bliss the second time, the day. That's why I was late getting here. And when I told them how I was treated at Red Lobster, they just rolled off the red carpet and treated me like a queen. They even bought me birthday cake. I said, even though it was bad, it's, like it's, on, it's on the house. The manager came over, and I told them how crappy Red Lobster treated me. And this new place was, like, top of the line, the ambiance and the music and the waiter comes over and the manager came over and like just made me feel really good. They didn't even know me. And then um, the waitress, she saw my nugget around my neck and she's like, I have a pocket full of rocks. And she pulled out her rocks and showed them to me. It's like, wow. It was like, like this is where I should have been for my birthday. And then at the end, they had like lamb chops with asparagus and all kind of sorted mushrooms. It was really good. And then, um, they kept coming over to make sure I was fine, and then I told them the story about how um, Red Lobster later uh, put his thumb in my food. He put his thumb in my clam chopper. He had clam chopper on the side of his thumb, and then he had, like, put his thumb in my salad. And I complained about the salad, but when he came back with the clam chopper with his thumb in there again, I told the, the, the manager, I said, look, this is a guy. I don't want to get him in trouble, but he needs retraining. This is COVID. I, I cannot eat uh, food with thumbs in it. <laughs> so the new place that I went to is at Legacy Village, if anybody's in Ohio and Cleveland. And the name of the place is called Capitol Grill, and they are the top of the line. <laughs> so he came over and uh, 
manager, and then um, he was teasing the waitress, and he said, did you put your thumb in her food for good measure? And she said, no, I dare not. And everything was just, like, really perfect. And um, at the end, uh, they brought me surprise birthday cake. Now, at Red Lobster, you get a choice of either one or the other. You get the cheesecake, the uh, chocolate, or you get the, uh, I mean, chocolate cake, or you get the cheesecake. They bought me two pieces. They bought me a chocolate piece of cheesecake with, and they bought me an, another piece of cheesecake with the regular uh, uh, cheese, uh, light the light one, the vanilla one. So that was my real birthday. I didn't tell you all about the other one because I didn't want everybody to be sad for me, but now I'm happy, <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> mama got her good meal. We're happy. You just take care of our mama, and we're good. So it's Capitol Grill. If you ever, I don't know if they have any any other places, but it was, like, really the top of the line. Everything was even the water. Everything was great. So... I told him I was going to do a review. I did take a video, and I'll be doing that. So let me read my my poem real quick because I don't want to take up all the rest of the time. But I love you, Nyla, and I just want you to know that um, I finally got, I didn't want to tell you all last time because it was just like, you know, everybody <laughs> just like was not going to be trying to hear that. So here we go. The name of this piece I dug up here, I think you all, you and the uh, lady before the last lady, yeah, I think you all kind of peeked in my, over my shoulder, like as a spirit or something. Because guess what the name of this is? Because my twenty, it's called my twenty-four-seven. And when you hear the contents of the poem, you'll see why I think that you all peeked over my shoulder. And honest to God, I pulled this out before she started speaking. It's like as soon as I pulled it out, her poem was like almost on the same subject. So here it goes. The name of the piece is called My 24-7. I'm about to to perk up my want-tos, make them my have-tos, because these are the should-dos that I need to do, that I don't want to do. So the need-tos, nothing motivates me to really want to, unless I must have to. Can't afford to be depressed, doing what I do best. About to stop doing what I want to do and do what I don't want to do. Found out my downfall is feeling proud of doing nothing. Doing nothing is like getting away with doing nothing or without doing something, feeling proud of wasting time. It feels like I am getting away and not squandering my precious time on trivialities. Finally, I gave in, concluding, take as much time, it takes as much time to do nothing as it does to do something. But there's a higher price to pay. As the easy way becomes the hard way. Not doing anything with my 24-7 means not doing anything. 
with my 24-7, which is harder to do, sit idle, thinking, waiting to go, waiting to do, thinking of how to do that, which never gets done, running out of time, here, waiting to get around to it until I can go to where there is no need for time. Or, well, here, create a way to do something and make something out of nothing. Uh, that's it. <laughs> make something out of nothing. Mama, that was yep. awesome. I love you. I loved your poem. I love that you had a fantastic birthday. Life is good. When mom is happy, everybody's happy. Okay. I'm happy. Glad I got here in time to do my poem. I am glad too. Uh, so that's it for me for now for now. All right, Mama, you wanna do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you, honey? So find me here on Thursdays. Um, and I'm on um Poetry Soup under Vicky. A-C-Q-U-A-H. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I love you, Mama. With all my heart. Okay, baby. I'm going to finish eating my, um, my birthday cake. You know. <laughs> okay. Happy, Happy birthday, Happy. Mama. I love you, honey. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Amazing, amazing woman. Okay, so we've got 14 minutes left in the show. I have 424-501-540-807-909 and 419. Of course, we get lines up and working right at the end of the show, so I have a lot of you to get on. I'm going to uh, have you guys do just one poem so I can make sure I can get on as many of you as I can get on. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and grab area code 424. You're on the air. Well, this is Sincere from Los Angeles, and the name of my piece is Sinners and Saints. How are you, how are you doing this evening? Absolutely wonderful. It's great to hear from you, hon. Good to be heard. So um, I know you got a lot of people waiting, so here it goes. Free mind, here's the mind. I know life is hard, too much faith and have hope to look back for being different from the norm, from Jackie to Barack, sinners and saints, put forth a fourth quarter song that freedom to be either good or bad in the shadow of sinners or saints, adoration for 250 years of freedom to beings who shape the genre of presence of hope, clarity, flowers opens to crack and armor for their so-called antibodies of hate, malice, sipping and will to kill at will on anyone's cotton mill of post-slavery for sinners. Saints battle the hurricanes from into today's reinvestment in destroying the Setso, all in alpha males of African descent in recent crescent split solar, solar fondness do the will of free will. Saints defend of justice and defenders of joyce for peace among the creator's work. Which side order offer the fence you dwell on? There are there killing and raping, abductions to induction of human trafficking, reinform where 
are not out of the sinner's way, the grip for suffering in this time of dodging between poor black to being black and stride as if sinners and saints. Sincere from Los Angeles. That's that piece. And that was amazing. I absolutely loved thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, thank you so much. I appreciate much. it. Well, I appreciate Fantastic it. job on that. Sweetheart, tell everyone yeah. where they can yeah. come give you love. Absolutely. Um, Ed McKinney at uh, Facebook. Um, is I have my um, my website is, is up. It's, um, you can reach me at onehalfcourts.com. And you can reach me at uh, Coach Ed at um, on Instagram. That's how you can find me. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, and we'll talk to you next week. That sounds like a winner. Thank you, hon. Bye-bye, Ed. Somebody is calling him. Somebody wants to talk to him. I hear that in the background. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 501. 501, you're on the air. What's going on with you, Nyla? Hey, sweetheart. How you doing? I'm all right. This is Jay from Arkansas. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get into my piece because I know you are trying to race up against the clock. Um, then I'll get my information at the end just so everybody can go ahead and get in and get a piece. Um, by the way, uh, love Mama Ola Deji. Uh, she's a staple. Uh, the young lady before Mama Ola Deji, uh, her, she is a great poet. When she starts directing that energy in, 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 in a way that's, that's uh, uh, more helpful for her, she's going to blossom and explode, but she has to know that she can do that. Um, you know, she started piece. calling into this show when she was 14 years old. And oh, wow. she is a mother with kids, and I mean, I have literally watched her grow up. And she is. She's incredible. going to blow up. She's she's really going to blow up. She she just has to know that she has it in there. I think she knows, but but uh, it is show. I I I can't wait to see it myself. To be honest with you. Yeah. So what right. you gonna share, love? I'm going to share this piece. It's about a, a, a servant meeting a queen. And I'm going to go ahead and read this. Is he's stepping out of his position, and potentially it could mean his life. Before I decided to audience with you, I set my house in order, in order to tell you all my heart. I have traveled many continents seeking a beauty such as yours. I am but a humble man of meager status, with only honor and integrity as my current currency. It was a year ago almost to the day when I heard you say, words that weave like a basket of choice roses, as your moist voice spoke like a lioness on the plains of Giza, resounding in the still of the night under a full moon's light. I heard your call. And paused, like a stained pane glass, I instinctually fractured from your light. Your voice, like an apparition, now echoing roams the deepest chambers of my heart. And on that very night, you took my life. That I yield to you tonight, with no regrets of your conquest. I am here, bed chest, in my own behest, soaked in love's sweat, like fresh drops of dew does when the dew glistens in the dawnly light. Would I be too forward if I were to read you a poem? Yes, I write. 
when the conditions for love are just so. And that's not a mere first sight, although you are an eye's delight that has cut grooves into my heart. And my pen began to scratch till the page started to ignite as if love were a bizarre old battlefield of healing skills that men gashes and gouges and set broken bones under the flesh. Your scars are an outward expression and a testament to your strength. As I place this itty-bitty crown upon your finger. If the lions should cease, then let the lions do as they do best. And I shall fight them back with every poem and beat for my chest. In peace. That was phenomenal, Jay. That was absolutely incredible. All right. Appreciate y'all. So, uh, my so, get out the way. this imagery is amazing. Oh. Just, wow. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I was I was just going to slide out the way. Um, you can, uh, if, uh, I do art with my wife. You can reach me at J&J Productions Acrylic Arts on YouTube. And I'm going to get out the way. Nyla, Nyla, lovely show as usual. And you're also a very lovely person. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right, so I need to do this really quick because we have six minutes left in the show. We are going to be able to get through all of our callers if the host line behaves. I've been having issues with the studio all night long, folks. So I'm actually, in order to be here, I am actually called in on a guest line right now. I've been fighting to keep the host line up. If the host line drops after the show stops streaming, after the six, uh, six minutes and 14 seconds, the show is going to end. So if all of a sudden we just disappear, understand that that's what happened. But right now I've got, um, I've got a line called in on the host line. We should be able to keep going as long as that doesn't get dropped again. All right, so let's go ahead and grab. But if, if that happens, know that's why. All right, just technical difficulties tonight. So we're fighting the clock. Area code 540, you are on the air. Mr. Automatic Charismatic, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into my phone. You waste okay. time. Call Al Bundy. <clears throat> All right? Okay. Al Bundy, let's rock. Al Bundy, let's rock. What are we going to do around the clock? What are we going to do around the clock? See, this is the ambition. Everything chosen is to life. If I could ride or die, if I could only qualify, See right through my eyes and the representation. Let me go ahead and give you the education. My lies are still and the words of the will and everything that I feel is you know what the deal. Because I'm like, Al Bunny, let's rock. Al Bunny, let's rock. What are we going to do around the clock? What are we going to do around the clock? Like, like love and marriage. If you fail to live life, it's like a miscarriage. And these days of hand and we'll be looking like not being brain dead, but we got to be focused. We're not going to be hopeless. Be like one of the nation of the destination and everything of the evaluation. See, in this time, indeed, that we don't fall to fatigue. Al Bunny, let's rock. Al Bunny, let's rock. What are we going to do around the clock? What are we going to do around the clock? I come home. Wife, are you cooking? Now, I need you to go ahead and start making that food. Yeah. Go ahead, good looking, with the children, asking what the money that they can get. This is so real, they can't be counterfeit. I had to admit, like when I watched the show, I had to let you know 
Everything they'll be like, bro, a pond like rock. Yeah, less rock. You're going to rock the nation, the valuation of the court. Say and look at the source. Yeah, the Al Bunnies. Bunnies. Bunny, bunny, bunnies. Like, when it's like being with the topless like Hooters. But you know how it is. And it'll be like elementary love and marriage. Yes, indeed. Al Bunny, let's rock. Al Bunny, let's rock. What we gonna do around the clock? What we gonna do around the clock? Let's rock. This is automatic charismatic, the lyrical engine. Ten years in, I'm all in. Piping drive. And you can find me on www.viperempire.wordpress.com or on Larry Shepard. And I move out the way. Nazi, uh, Nazi, Nyla. <laughs> Fantastic job, Larry. We'll talk to you next week. All right. All right, honey. Thank you, baby. All right. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla Tate. It's Robbie. Hey, Robbie. Uh, Go right into hey it then. Yep, Diamond. As the pressure builds, this soul transmutes from carbon to diamond, and indeed, without this pressure, all facets of this diamond soul and its strength would not come to pass as the pressure is brought to bear. The conductive properties of this diamond soul, it manifests, too, in all the facets that grow as the pressure builds and all of life's trials and tribulations are allowed to flow. Impurities come to be more and more rare as the rarefied but powerful practice of spiritual attainments continue ever on and every facet builds into another facet as a rainbow of light it now begins in this diamond soul to manifest. Wonder is beheld by this soul as it looks upon itself in a mirror seeing the facets and strength that now does grow but alas it cannot see its own strength and vigor of youth in its own structures its own essence most times. So now this soul, after so much time of submitting to the pressures of what the earth does bring, it shall take a respite to explore its own facets. Oof, one of those lines had a weird unintended resonance or something, so (laughs) that's why I went, oh. But anyways, (laughs) uh, yeah, Uh, I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry at... uh, Facebook and also at All All Poetry under Robbie's Poetry. And uh, for the previous caller, I'm amused that you're uh, with your Al Bundy references in that. <laughs> he's a wonderful, he's a hilarious person to put in a poem. <laughs> I I really wanted to comment on it, and we didn't have time, and that really makes me sad. So I'm gonna have to do it next time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. All Al right, Bundy, Robbie, love your poem. Character. You know, you've been hearing me talk about how awesome you are for years, so. Just take that yeah, with you, Yeah, okay? we got it all. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I never get tired of hearing it, but I will let you go. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, babe. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Okay, bye. Okay. All right, our next caller comes from area code 909. 909, you are on the air. Hi, my name is Dalla, Um, so I have a piece for you. Awesome. Okay, so my, t- the, my piece is recurrence. Circa... To my 
as I sit alone in this tiny space created for me, I can't help but allow my ebbing breath to wander around the past, present, and future vision of my thoughts. I remember how many times I sat in this empty hall trying to be the perfectly imperfect painted over one can never paint in their blank canvas. I became the created withering florette hanging on its breast pride and ego with smiles plastered and twinkling eyes perfecting how to glitter. I became a stranger inside my own temple and I wasn't ashamed of I. I wasn't. In the process of finding my way back, I stumbled on a constellation bearing ebon flesh yet shining like a birth sunrise in my darkened thoughts. The only singularity in my ashen ground that made me see the meaning of breathing in each and every angle of living. Until when? Till this recurrence came to rattle my senses in ten over ten magnitude. I haven't seen the real beauty of my universe yet. I wasn't given enough uh, time to feel the rawness of my own nature and here I am again back to where I first lost my existence and again I am becoming the painted imperfection that the pain for, that will soon cling to you to verses floating in the wind in time I will become the only trace Bellatrix prancing in empty space between love and hate between remembering and forgetting between existence and non-existence but I will remain a smoke in every angle of those remembrances soon I will be reunited with the universe with hands open wide but with frosted dewdrops kissing my lips with a story to blow in the wind when I was sitting alone in this empty tiny in a room whispering hearts and prayers my only wish is to become the only verse that will serve as a compass in the sky leading each and every beaming light to see the beauty of faith love and hope open a door allow your heart to boil in madness and also to forgive in kindness life can be difficult but it is also beautiful despite struggles but most important of all never fear to show what you feel because you will never know how a story will end with all my heart with all my might, with all that i am isabel thank you that was flipping amazing I, I have to stop and I have to tell you that that was absolutely incredible. You know, the, Thank the, you, and I think especially as a woman, you know, there's so many parts of that that we relate to because we spend most of our life being what everyone else tells us we're supposed to be. That we we end up in a place we find we end up in a, finally getting to a place where we realize that we have no clue at all who we are. And we Thank have to you. start that struggle to find who we are, to understand ourselves. You know, it's, it's an exhausting an exhausting thing to do. It's exhausting to have to live that way, you know. And so when you read that, I just, it really resonated with me. That was absolutely phenomenal. I know that we can only do one poem tonight, but I am so glad that you called in, and I'm hoping that you will call back in next week because I would love, love, and I am emphasizing love, to hear more of your work. Thank you very much. I can be found at all poetry. By the way, the poem is about me. It's about, I'm battling with cancer. That's why I wrote this one. Thank you very much. You're absolutely, absolutely absolutely phenomenal appreciate you and um we will talk to you next week honey yes ma'am thank you <laughs> thank you baby all right
It looks like our last caller for the evening comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hi, Nala. I'm so glad you made it on. How you doing, sweetheart? Thank you. I'm doing good. How about you? Okay. I'm, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Okay. You can, you're the last right. caller. You can take your time now. Oh, okay. All right, just poem it. I'm going to read. It's called Heroes. It's a poem. I used to be... Um, I was a mental health therapist for about 25 years. I, I specialized in working with uh, both victims and perpetrators of sexual abuse. And uh, I did a group called ABAC, which, st- which stood for Adult Molestious Children. And this is a poem I wrote um, uh, for that group. It's called Heroes, um, a poem for victims of abuse, because they are heroes. To survive that. Mm-hmm. Battered, tattered, shattered dreams. How far away the future seems. I seem caught up in yesterday. Abuse, misuse, I was your prey. Tortured memories of my past. How much longer will you last? Will I forever feel you near? Will I forever live in fear? Fear of the pain that you inflicted. The childhood growth that you restricted. You made my life a living hell. I pled to you with no avail. I was but a little child. It was innocence that you defiled. But I have grown and I am stronger. And you control my life no longer. Yes, I survived your darkest hour. Now in my life, you have no power. The pain you caused might manifest, but it does not control my quest. Each time you raise your hideous face, I take me to a safer place. A place within where I implore to be your victim, nevermore. And poem. That was incredible. Thank you. That was absolutely incredible. Thank you. So, I'm going to bring Mama's still on hold. I'm going to bring Mama back on in a minute. I want her to read a second piece. Um, okay. And I want because I want to. I want. I wasn't able to do something as I was getting through the lineup, and I want to be able to do that. But while I have you on the line. My dear sweet man, who I absolutely adore, I want to thank you so much for what you did to help support the show, for your part in helping us meet our goal in the sponsorship of our 2021 broadcasting license, above and beyond the call of duty, and I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you, too, and I was glad to be able to help. Well, it was it was amazing, and um, yeah. Are you going to read another one, baby? Again, okay. Um, I read this one before, but it's been been a while. It's from my book entitled Tears from the Hood, and it's okay. called Message from a Book Message from a Black Man. I'm a black man. Look deep into my eyes, and you will see the reflection of my heritage. Like the Nile, it runs deep and seems endless like infinity. You would see that I have been Pharaoh, king, tribal chief, warrior. That I could be ferocious like the lion, or passive like the lamb. You would see that I have built temples greater than the Parthenon, created civilizations and destroyed worlds. I was the strength of Shaka Zulu, the fear of Genghis Khan, and the determination of Gandhi. I have orchestrated rebellions and organized revolutions. I was enslaved, but never into submission. I would never allow my spirit to be broken. 
I have instilled in me the philosophies of Matt Turner, Marcus Garvey, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, and Malcolm X. Above all odds, I survive all atrocities that have been inflicted upon me. I can be love, I can be hope, I can be peace. But when stricken, I strike back. I'm a black man. Look deep into my eyes, and you will see the reflection of my heritage. So be careful how you treat me. Be careful how you treat me. And Paul. That is on page 62 of his book called Tears from the Hood. You guys, by the way, if you're wanting to know. And you should order his book because it's amazing. And I happen to have it sitting on my desk and holding it in my hands right now. (laughs) Thank you, Nyla. (laughs) You're very welcome. I love my book. Thank you. All right, sweetheart. Tell everybody how they can come find you. Uh, You can find me on uh, Facebook, um, YouTube, and All Poetry under Melvin Douglas Johnson. Very cool. We'll talk to you next week. Yes. Thank you. Perfect. All right. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much from the heart. Mm. All right. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go ahead and unmute Mama again real quick. Mama, are you still there? Yes. Hey, I was rushed for time, and I didn't I, – I'm glad that you stuck on the line because I just wanted to uh, unmute you real quick, give you a chance to read an, another poem. But more than that, you know, I figured since I'm going to unmute you anyway, you might as well read another poem. But I wanted to thank you. I want to thank you so much for being one of our sponsors on our 2021 broadcasting license. You know, I – everybody was able – you know, we had we actually we had so many people help out this year. It was just absolutely absolutely incredible, and you know, to to know just just know how much it meant to me that you did that. Okay, it, well, it was amazing. Well, I think you do more for all of us than that little whatever contribution. If you know, I mean, you do so much for us in the time energy, effort, and the faithfulness that you put in the dedication, it means a lot to um, all of us, all of us for us. I can speak for most everybody. So I'll do one if you want me to, but you didn't have to. But, um, the name no, of the please, piece yes. Is like, okay. Of well, the name course. Of the piece Are you kidding? Is Give me an inch, I'll take a mile. Mel- Give me a poem, Mama. Mel Bard meets female Bard. And this is a, a man that just fell in love with me as a poet on Facebook, and this is how the conversation went. He started off asking me, how art thou thou faring, Bard? I said, love art faring well in my heart. It was you, the master of wit and charm. With masterful words, you have stirred my heart to be unburdened by the keeping of it. I can now release the beauty of the love once hidden there. Unleashing forms from my soul is only brought forth by one whose ears are directed to receive them. And you, my youthful and most noble bard, have bring light into my dark corner. Ashe? And the male bard says, truth has been issued for your blessed heart. 
unleashing with such might that I fall prostrate at the power of love. The bard shall through eternity sing thy praises of love. And I answered, the bard be too jolly if he only sings of love. Love lands on tender ears and my warrior will be weakened. Deceptions of love can blind one's eyes. My admirer be my admiral. My warrior king must be equipped with the sword of two edges, one to protect me and one to cut, cut deep into my core. Bow, my noble bar, to no man nor woman, but with a slightly tilted head and a watchful eye. Protect your heart from folly. Really, you cannot afford a weakened state, not even for me. My lover must be not only a jolly bard, but a vigilante male bard. I hearken, O seeker of the ideal love of man. Hearts have been pierced into the most ancient of sapiens. Did testify to be warned not to be undermined that power which but God unto us love shall make thee of the insane. Man truly can transcend that might. Female bard, Oladeji, love transcends all boundaries, and true love is just what happens as we communicate. And I shall share my heart with you until we are strangers no more, and I will hold this poem close to my bosom and adore you, my noble, youthful bard. The end. (laughs) Mama, that was awesome. Thank you. It was impromptu. That's just how it went. That's how the conversation went <laughs> on the first meeting. I think that was incredible. Thank you. It's, isn't it fun when you are inspired like that? Yeah, he got a little carried away, but uh, it was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Mama, do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you again. Again, okay, find me on Facebook under Vicki Aqua, under Library of My Poems. And I'm also on Poetry Soup under the same name, Vicki Aqua, the All-Round Queen. And I'm also on um, AllPoetry.com. Awesome. All right, Mama, thank you so much, honey. One love, baby. Thank you for bringing me back. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. All right. Okay, I am going to check with 909 again to see if they want to read another poem since we are still just hanging out here. I'm going to give them time to find something before I check with them. So while they're pulling up something else to read, if they want to, they of course don't have to. They can just say, no, I don't want to, or they can just hang up. (laughs) But I would like to give them a chance to read a second piece since we're finished up for the evening. So... While they, I give them time to do that, I'm going to read to you the prompts that I gave at the beginning of the show. And remember that you can come back after the show's over and go to the archives. And in the first 15 minutes of the show, you'll hear all of the writing assignments and journal assignments and, and prompts like that. So if you didn't get them written down, go ahead and jot them down real quick. 
they are one, echoes come back from the lilies, two, give each a separate name, three, guide to writing your own user's manual, number four, pictures of us holding hands, number five, a corpse says nothing of agony, number six, a magic stone left behind, Number seven, the darkness is alive. Number eight, I uncurled my fingers. Number nine, and the old women danced. Number ten, the echo of memory. Number eleven, they are the travelers. And number twelve, the dark side of Venus. Those were your writing prompts for the week. All right, I'm going to go ahead and unmute 909 again real quick. 909, did you want to read again, hon? <laughs> yes, ma'am, absolutely, ma'am. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. I was glad to see um, you were still here. <laughs> I was listening to Mama Vicky, and I've known her, and she's phenomenal. Oh, isn't she? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I have another poem, and like I said, I've been battling with cancer, and some of my poems are for that. So um, they all about they are all about me. So um, painted lips, dyed cheeks, and plastered bruises. That's the title of my poem. Sunrise, an inviting scenario of beauty, welcoming my dreams and battles with reality where the rising aura and hibernating stars and moon drags my fangs to the curve, where the supposed-to-be anticipation creates a whirlpool of dewdrops, washing away painted lips and dyed cheeks, exposing plastered bruises, revealing the face of bitten time, crippling my flesh in torment. And the coldness of the moonbeam became my solemn nirvana. I chose to whisper my aches. With interlaced hands and battered knee from the thorny ground, pleading with all my might, Sandman will snatch my tears and silent whimpers a hope to palliate decaying marks, devouring special nodes. Every chance bestowed I grab, tiny peaceful trance, a barrow time where I lay my head on its lap, allowing me to billow in clenched teeth and in between exhausted breath. And Tartarian thoughts of surrendering from the aches and, and screams that can rip an angel's wings. But I am seen as the light. I am the warrior armed with freedom, spam, caritatem, faith, hope, love, holding on until I can, breathing, continuously breathing until horizon fails to shine in me. For now, I allow screams to tie my limbs. I allow aches to scar my broken soul. I allow my heart to bleed quietude. For you and only for you, I will endure. So I can paint your lips with a smile, dye your cheeks the purest blush, and plaster your bruised strength with my borrowed breath and restless flesh only for you. And um, Wow. That is probably one of the bravest pieces of writing I've ever heard. You know, after you telling me, you know, knowing, you write so beautifully. I mean, absolutely, incredibly beautifully. I'm just in awe that that knowing the meaning 
behind your poems now and knowing that as I'm listening to you. The way that you use metaphors and imagery to describe what you're going through. I, I you, can't even tell you how incredibly powerful that piece was. In fact, can you spell your first name for me? Can you spell your name for me? Um, I use Mibella because that's my name, M-I-P-E-L-L-A. And I go to, I write poems um, and post it in all poetry. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've met a lot of people here in Facebook, so that's why I hang around a lot here now and listen to you guys all the time because makes me breathe. You know, poetry can make you um, snatch you away from what you are dealing with and then you just dream and dream about what the other authors are writing about. And I love it. I enjoy it. <laughs> well, we appreciate having you here. What um, What is your Facebook page under? Um, my pa- Facebook page is Bella. And uh, um, I'm friends with Mama Vicky. And uh, and um, a lot more. Author Larry Maddox and mm-hmm. yeah, Gina Stone <laughs> and yes, <laughs> and so on. Awesome. Okay, so I'm really glad that you're here. I really hope that you come back and share a lot more. Um, I want to see if I can find your link over on. Uh, all poetry, because I would really love to sit and spend some time and and read through your work, too. So thank you thank for sharing you. that with us. You're very thank welcome. Thank you, ma'am. It's an honor. Thank you. It, it's an absolute gift to hear you read. So thank you. Thank you. And you're now part of the family, and you're here with us, and I'm keeping you forever. Thank you very much, and I would appreciate that forever. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, well, we will talk to you next week, honey. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am, I'll be there. Bye now, (laughs) ma'am. Bye-bye, honey. Okay. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Once again, you guys, both both listeners and callers, thank you is just an incredible community that you all have created, and it makes my heart happy being able to spend this time with you. So we will see you next week, same time, same place. I'm going to close the show with a piece, Where'd I Go, Where'd I Put It, by Cassandra D'Alba, called Empty Spaces. And good night, everybody. When he bleeds out rainwater through your cupped hands, like the worst kind of prey, Try not to remember the look on that parking lot above his shoulders the day you first met. How it glimmered just for you, eyes gasoline rainbows in a world of cigarette butts and crushed cans. You were the kind of girl. Mothers have to pull into supermarkets both hands because all you want to do is drink puddles of polluted water until you shine like that. Mommy, ten more seconds, Mommy. Just a taste you have joined the army of heads down dull pennies no one wants to pick up because no one wants your kind of luck. You just dropped your heart on the sidewalk. 
watch someone else walk off with it. The last time you kiss him, you will not know it is the last time, so you will not understand why when you close your eyes and see yourself back home at that gas station off the highway with some farmer's family plot adrift in the corner, gravestones leaning against the air pumps, you will not understand that it is not easy to love someone like you. You label on a broken beer bottle trying to hold all these sharp edges in your soft body, you single glove curling itself against the imprint of damp gravel kissing concrete. Like it might someday learn to love you back, you need to remember. Not to look for arcs of color in the dirty puddle of his face. 